So what is going on, everybody? This is the Iron Man podcast, episode 93. And as you guys know, we are seven episodes away from hitting 100 episodes of this show. And the 100 episode special will be this Tuesday around starting in that time frame of 7 p.m. PST or 8 p.m. PST. And before that, episode 99, I'll also have a really big guest on as well. And someone who's famously, infamously known for his movie opinions. But today, we are joined here with uh, Miss 1776. You know, someone I met this year who's been really amazing and helpful and wanted to be uh, you know, someone who was a part of what we were doing. So I thought that was really admirable and great. And I was like, yo, I was going to have some dedicated people, even if they're not on par with, you know, knowledge on certain things, that's fine. You know, that can always come with time. And, you know, she's been here ever since and she hasn't left ever. <laughs> so <laughs> how are you doing lady? Mm. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a day it's been a good day so it's been a good day usually when you say yeah. that someone made you mad and you want to choke him <laughs> yeah well i mean you know you know how i get when i uh get into those twitter battles so you know oh my god i've gotten out of my anger <laughs> why do you get into twitter battles constantly what are you doing because like my rule is or you know everybody knows i'm from california so my thing is i do not like to be silenced and one of the things is I love to do is show people mm -hmm. that, you know what, you can have whatever stupid opinion you have and mm -hmm. I can say whatever I want and you don't get to silence me, you know? So it's one of those things. Yes. And I'll also ask you this as well, because she always likes this story, you know? Uh, so where did I meet you actually? You met me on Eric July's page uh, because, let's see, how did it go? Eric July, some, some weirdo posted something insulting his comic and how they were delivered. So I had bought the first comic and I had already read it. So I was like, no, that was a great comic and it came in really well mm -hmm. packaging. So Eric July gave me a shout out and he retweeted my comment. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, then next thing I know, he slipped into my DMs and mm -hmm. tried to riz me up. What? Look. <laughs> that is, you know, that that's just how it goes for all the ladies, actually. But looking back now at how you reviewed Isom number one and you, when you read it, you, you still enjoy it to this day, right? You still feel the same? Yeah. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. I think it was, a, he did a good job. And I, I, I still don't, even if someone, let's say people don't, you know, because I think, you know, some people don't like certain comics and that's fine. I think it's weird that people are attacking him, though, and it's like, okay, but he has made his success. He's shown his success, and he's shown he's at an audience. So I don't, I still don't understand why there's so much hatred over his success. It seems you have people to like hate, the comic, you know. Yeah, people hate successful people. Is what I've known. E even like what I have is what would be considered mini level success. Um, people don't like that either. They always compare it to, why don't you have bigger numbers? And it's like, uh, I mean, it, you know, people are just freaking weird. Um, but given that situation compared to now, did you end up getting ISOM number two, actually? That one? No, I did miss out on that one. But Well, you can't miss out on it. You can still buy I it. I can't? I can't? Oh. 
Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, gonna... I guess I have it. All right. Then I. Yeah. No. I do. Then I do plan on getting it. I. I thought I had missed the uh, to deadline to tell buy you the it. rundown about how these kind of things work. Yeah. So, wait. um, usually, I mean, what what he's been doing is he's been been releasing uh four variant covers. So there's usually a main one, and then there's like several others, but one will always end up being the mass print edition. You know. So for me. I got the Ethan Van Skyver one. That was my favorite one. You know, and, you know, no disrespect to any of the other artists that he commissioned for ISOM number two. I just thought Ethan Van Skyver just looked the best. And I also thought that uh, Shane Davis's uh, cover art looked great too. That foil variant was awesome. But no, I could just give, give you a link after this. No, you, 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 I mean, cover D is still available. You, 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 you can buy that, honestly. Oh, yeah, cover, no, D was by, cover D was by Rene Draws actually who does fiendish and i'll just drop the link in the private chat and there you go yeah uh, there, just remember there always will be a mass print edition you have to sell overall wait is cover b still available too i mean this is cover b this is the one that i got maybe you might get the girl one because you know you, you have cooties and stuff you know well actually <laughs> i have been buying them for my nephew for when he gets old enough to um read comics i wanted him to have something that was good and not like garbage so mm -hmm. i mean oh. yes I, I read the first one but it was always with the intention of passing it on to him when he gets a little older okay and uh you know just remember after a campaign's over it doesn't mean that they're not selling a mass edition print of one of them oh. there you okay go. i mean well, that's awesome for some reason i thought like it was like yeah I, I guess like you know some of the smaller startups where once it's over it's over you can't get it anymore yeah, so what he did was he just printed a lot of them for a, a mass print. So if you are someone that missed out, you could just go and buy it if you miss, missed out on the campaign itself. The campaign itself is if you would get your orders initially, you know, for oh, anybody else. Like, like be, okay, like be one of the first ones so you like don't get spoilers. Yeah, it's like just pre-orders essentially. You get, get your stuff before anyone else does because you put your money in early. And then when campaign fulfillment comes in, if you're the one that obviously – you know, put my money up first with a lot of other people. You get your items first. I actually, myself, I I, I wanted to grab one of these t-shirts, actually, because these look really good. The only issue I've ever kind of had, not, not with him personally, but I, I get it. You got to make money, and it's not really his fault on, on this one. It's like the shipping costs associated with some of these products. It's like $11 for some of this stuff for shipping, and it's like, what? And I, I get it. First startup companies have bad shipping deals with some of these people. You know, and looking at how much shipping it'll take for for like one of these products, it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, uh, I think the cheapest I can get is like fifteen, but you know, it is what it is. It's it's going to be supporting a, you know, in, we say an indie, it bid business actually. So it will be something that be actually a very good thing. So I know you're not really big on like backstory stuff. But is there any hints of your backstory that you could give out? My backstory of how I started on here? No, like like growing up, you know, did you have a rather harder life or you had a okay life, relatively dirt poor life, actually? Ah, uh, well, that is that is interesting. Okay, so uh, I was an unplanned baby. So I was unplanned. Uh, my mom was 18. My dad was 26. Um, I believe they 
lived with my grandpa for a little bit before they were able to kind of move into a cheap apartment with my uncle. Um, then I remember when we got our own little apartment and, uh, you know, then my sister came along. And so, I mean, I would say then they, they, then they did divorce. And then I think like they were divorced for a few years, but then they ended up remarried, then they remarried each other. So they divorced and then and they remarried each other. So I know oh, it was an and, interesting and, story. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it is an it is interesting how they uh, ended up getting back together. But uh, my mom always tells me that it was like the first time she got married, she wasn't afraid because she was like, "Oh, I could just get divorced if it doesn't work out." But the second time she married my dad, she said that she ended up getting sick on and on her honeymoon because she realized what marriage was and what she was actually committing to. Because at that point, they had become born and Christian, and mm-hmm. she had realized what marriage really means and and that it is forever and you're making a commitment to god so once she realized that she was like oh crap so she actually ended up getting felt more sick and everything and she was already two kids in at that point with my dad and yet that was the one where she got um yes she felt sick but yes and then they've been together ever since so So how old was that oh geez i would think i was 12 or 13 when they got remarried so you were 12 or 13 when they got remarried and they were married for about 12-ish years when you were initially growing up, right? Uh, let's see, they got married before I was born. Like, like, okay. like, like a few, like I would say. You said your parents are older, so your mom. Older was born my like, mom's only, my mom's only 20 years older than me, 19, 19, 20 years older than me. Okay. So I, I, well, I know how old you are. So your mom is, okay. So that means she was born in the 1960s. 65? 70. 70. Oh, close. Yeah, I remember. Okay, there you go. It's close. Uh, top G status for a reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you, your mom and da- dad have probably been together for like 30 plus years at this point, probably. Yeah, about because even when they were divorced, they were still together. Oh, as everyone knows, uh, for the one-on-one shows, right out the gate, tell something to the audience, big audience that I have, that you would like them to know right at the gate about yourself. Oh, jeez, like something that I haven't already told them. There's for those of them, for those of people who don't know, I got my start off of MSK's show and off of his podcast. So a lot of his viewers, uh, like Invader and Fronson and WZ, are like 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 his main viewers also come and watch my show. So that's why. I'm sitting here going, well, what, what don't they know that they haven't already heard in the past year? <laughs> Just <laughs> for, looking at it from a perspective of people that will watch this in the future that I go, oh, my God, this lady okay. sounds super cool. <laughs> and there's a beta saying, who's this prod? <laughs> I, I'm wondering the same thing. I, I, I just stumbled upon a chick on the street. I just brought her into the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. But just continue speaking. I'm just going to grab a drink really quick. I can hear okay. uh, something that most people don't know or that I I want them to know um I guess I guess people probably don't know or wouldn't know that that there are I don't know some people don't know that there are conservatives still in Californians uh, California and I I happen to be one of those conservatives I've always been a conservative um but I am a unique conservative in that I will I mean I can't really say that I feel like a lot of conservatives do and will get along with uh uh Liberals, I feel like they're more at least open to it. Um, but I would say before, I would say that the thing that makes me a different kind of conservative is being in California. So it's like I always make the joke that 
you have to learn to get along with liberals, otherwise you'd be very lonely. So I, I would say, you know, you know that. For me, I think, you know, people would probably call what I view on taxation kind of liberal, but I told you this before, even if I don't like a certain person or a certain political viewpoint on what people certainly think, if you have a good idea, I can adopt it to my thing. I've never been that kind of person where, oh, I, because I hate a certain group, if they got a good idea, let's run with it. I'm being honest here. Uh, if people work, people claim to work as hard as they do, then no hardworking anybody should be okay with taxes, honestly. The only taxes that I will always say that I'm for supporting that I think we should pay because I think it's a nice, good civil duty on us as working class people is taking care of our veterans and mm -hmm. obviously paying for medical insurance. On the medical insurance stand, people are going to be like, but isn't that kind of jumbled? Well, yeah, that that, that that is true. But I think, you know, there are some people out there who struggle and I wouldn't want to have like people not having funds and access to getting like, you know, medical procedures pot potentially done. Not like that trans bullshit, but, you know, like heart surgeries and kids who, can, who can't have the money to go to the doctor because their parents can't afford it. You know, I, I don't want to have that, you know? So I think helping people in that aspect is, is very good. Um, the welfare, ta uh, not, not the tax that I'm not in favor of, like welfare, I think that's just bullshit. I mean, that's just trash. That's just supporting like mega thoughts for no reason, putting people in positions that I don't like actually. Um, what's the one, the other one? I don't like the food stamp one. You know, where all that money, money go, goes into, there's a lot public school system. That's, I don't think you're really getting your money's worth there for being honest here, you know, but I get taxes going to like roads and supporting the government jobs themselves, like police and teachers. But I think there needs to be a better way of distributing the money than there always has been. I've always never liked the idea of taxes. People forget where it originates from. People always claim, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I know where taxes originate from. And it's true. Something that public school, public school systems did teach very well. It literally was a guy back in the day. Going up to people's houses, knocking on the door, and just asking for money. Remember, you hard work for this money, and a random is coming up to you and asking for your money. You know? I guess you could say that's kind of liberal, but I, I don't personally care. If it's a good idea, I want to adopt it, you know? Mm hmm Well, you well, know, it's interesting. We used to have this uh, homeless guy, and, and he was kind of known in our area. And what he would do is he cleaned the streets. He did a better job than the city did. He would go. He had his push broom. And he would totally be like sparkling. He had the he had his bag where he'd put all the leaps in and everything. He just would have this. I mean, it was like, and it'd be funny because you'd see the street sweeper come and you'd mm -hmm. see the side that he did compared to the street sweeper. And you're like, well, what am I paying my taxes for? And people would go. He had actually a GoFundMe, mm -hmm. um, but people would pay. They would because he did. He was like, and I think he had like a sign or something like basically that. Yeah, okay, that he was homeless, but that because his story was he wanted to do something. He's like, well. Okay, but what am I going to do? And it was like, okay, I'll just clean the streets. And I'm telling you, I, I, I had so much admiration and so did so many people. You should have seen like the amounts of money people would give to this man because he went and did something, you know? Well, I love hearing stories like that. That is, that still, you know, stories like that still give me hope that there is good people out there, despite all the bad that is generally out there now. A guy who's homeless and sitting there thinking to himself, this is what men do, not that soy boy trash shit women think they like nowadays a man is sitting there going I, it sucks being homeless fuck being homeless i gotta do something i'm not about to sit here and do nothing you know yeah like, and he makes real man stuff right there you know is he is he in a better situation now uh put it to people had offered him jobs because they and he was like basically was like well i actually make more money 
from donations mm -hmm. than I am doing than he would like basically at a a, a job. Mm -hmm. Because, but it was like he was doing something, and people appreciated watching their streets get clean. Because I'm telling you, when the city comes in cleaned, it's like, it's like awful. Like they do nothing basically. It's like I said, like you're sitting there going, "What am I? What are my taxes going to?" But this man, I mean, not only would he get all the leaves, but he would like get all the dirt out too. It would be all the debris. It would be like, like you could see where the pavement was like, like that bright white almost. I'm like, oh my gosh, like. It went from this dingy, ugly color to really beautifying the area. And, and let me tell you guys, that is something, you know, when you want to sell your house or when you want to, you know, have value in your neighborhood, you know, you want to have a, that clean looking neighborhood. So, I mean, this man doing that, it's like people were paying for that service, you know, and obviously it was like a donation funded service, but people had, and, and you could read all the comments and people would even put like, oh man, I've seen this guy and, you know, would talk about how amazing the streets would look and the sidewalks and everything would look after he was done, you know? So, I mean, one time it was sad, some jerks totally like stole his tools, but everybody went on and pitched in to buy more tools for him. And it was just like, wow, you stole from a homeless guy. Like, I hope you guys feel low. So that just goes to show, but I mean, what was great about was too, was seeing people like go and donate and make sure this guy had his tools and, and had new tool set, you know? Yeah, I mean, I hope he's doing good now. I hope he, hopefully, he has a place. You know, hopefully, he has a place a roof under over his head. But yeah, hearing stories like that, I mean, God, just gives you more hope that there's good in the world. Let's talk about a story before we start going into origin story stuff. Let's spice it up a bit. I like to spice it up. Everyone else, you gotta when you're in the bedroom with a woman, you gotta spice it every once in a while. If she's like spit in my mouth, probably don't do that because then you throw a bitch out the story. But just well, throw her out of your house, honestly. Um. What do you think about the news story coming out about the kids who, let's just say how it is, maliciously killed a guy, live stream it, and stole a car, actually. And people want them to get a slap on the wrist. Actually, Prince, you heard of that story? Do you have any opinions uh, on that story specifically? Well, I heard one of the kids was pretty much told the cop that they thought that they were going to get a, just a slap on the wrist, that basically Juby wasn't going to that they weren't even going to go to basically Juby wasn't going to be anything to them. That, that kid was 17. And then I think one of the mothers was just actually disgusted by her child's behavior. So for that mother, I'm like, as okay, most, as most should. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, that's, that's good. That kind of gives you some hope, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I for me, I think, I think if you do an adult, if you if you can do such a heinous adult crime, then you can do the heinous adult time. If, if you're going to do that, that was not just a okay. These kids got mixed up in something they shouldn't have. That was that was malicious and that was an evil act. Yeah, and um, the the reason why I'm bringing it up is I, I mean. So there's two things that everyone who's following me on Twitter knows how I feel about this situation. And most people, I think, feel the same about the situation, too. It's it's very rare a lot of people feel the same about a situation. But people are kind of arguing the nuance of the punishment. So for me, I think people say, uh, just give him the death chair. Um, I mean, that's probably not going to happen, given how our system is really bad. But I would say that it's not a bad thing to do, honestly. People would be like, what the f isn't that pretty crazy? I'll explain. So I think 
if you do that to these kids, let's say you do give them the death chair. I know it's not the best thing ever, right? Death penalty. But this will show other teenagers out there, if you want to be like that, you're going to end up dying. And that alone, the idea itself will scare them from doing crime. That will scar you. You're like, wait a minute, I die if I commit this heinous crime maliciously and just have no regard for human life? Yes, that'll be your punishment. The other punishment is something that another guy I had on one of these shows said where give him 30 years in jail. And I thought to myself, you know what? Not a bad idea too. give him 30 years in jail. They'll come out. They're hated. They can't get a job because of their criminal record. And they're based. They basically just live with the shame and guilt their whole life. Actually, that itself could be more than a death chair could ever do, honestly. But I think both are uh, very good punishments, actually. It's because what what you said, that's the key. It's not like a, he was bicycling in an area he shouldn't have been, because even that's kind of a bad way to word it. It'd be more like, oh, he was bicycling in the middle of the highway. Then he got hit when some teenagers were speeding by, by were speeding because they were trying to get to like school or get to a, an important destination. That's not the case. And that's not what happens with, with what people are trying to make out. None of the, this is like an innocent kid accidentally doing something, because that's a different way to look at it. You're like, Hey, that's a bad situation. You might get put in jail for a little bit, but at least you didn't maliciously want to do it. These people, these these two individuals, maliciously went out and did that. Stole the car too. Okay, this is not a kids got mixed up in a situation and accidentally hit someone, and those things happen. You know, I think whatever punishment they get, hopefully it's the highest one that I mentioned earlier, or the lowest one being thirty years and living with guilt and shame because you're a Serial, you're a killer, actually. You know, it's crazy that people want to. I still don't get where this remorse with the victim, oh, sorry, this remorse with the person who did the crime goes. Like, go up to that mother and the sisters, uh, obviously, the, the mother and the daughters of that guy, and tell those people to their face, um, that you should forgive these people. I'm pretty sure no one would do it, no one could do it. I wouldn't forgive, to be an honest, I wouldn't do it. You know, I think it's people always propose these situations, yet they don't live in reality. In theory, yeah, it sounds good to just kind of forgive everyone. You know, we're all human. We make mistakes. But I don't think that happens in reality when you got to go up to that wife and those daughters of that guy and say, hey, I, I think you should just forgive these guys and let them off the hook because they're, they're kids and this will ruin their entire lives. No, no, this will be a capital punishment. You do that kind of thing. And it'll be a lesson for every teenager out there. That alone would, I think, fix a little bit of the crime out there surrounding this. But that's just me, honestly. What do you think? All right. So I think, um, I, I think that what was I going to say? Um, there actually was another video that came out where they did actually try to hit. They did hit another person. So this that. wasn't even, yeah, this wasn't even the first person they hit. They actually did this before to another older person, but that person had uh, survived. So yeah, these are just maliciously bad people. Someone said, but they're younger. Doesn't matter. Some serial killers start off as young. So, I mean, I would, I would definitely do like, like you said, I, I would, I would do like a 30 year plus. I, I, I wouldn't probably be able to do the death penalty. And here's the only reason why it's not mm -hmm. that I wouldn't give the death penalty to someone of that age. Um, 
it's not that I would be against giving the death penalty to someone of that age per se, but it, it would be like, it has to be like the death penalty has to be reserved for certain kind of crimes. So there was this, this one crime that was a God awful murder. It was again, uh, for uh, the murder of Sandra share. And I, 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 I had to look up what it was. So I know that, yeah, it was child on child murder, but it was death by Im- immolation, torture, stabbing, beating, li- uh, ligature, strangulation, sexual assault, assault, kidnapping, and arson. They set this girl on fire. She died a horrific, horrible, torturous death. So to me, it has to be something where it goes beyond the pale in order to deserve. But the, what you the, said the goes penalty. with this one. They live streamed it. And that was wrong. And, and that's why I do feel like to, to take. That's uh, the other angle. The reason why they should get the chair, in my opinion, the live streaming aspect. They wanted people to see them do that. These aren't innocent kids by any oh, stretch no, of the imagination. Not, yeah. These kids, I think, get the hang them, hang these motherfuckers outside. This uh, well, is in I'm, Europe. Not, I'm not saying uh, that these kids are innocent by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. and that's why I have no problem making it serve like a 30 plus year uh, mm-hmm. sentence. It's just to me, it's like I, I always feel like just from the law, it's like the death penalty has to be given where it's like murder plus special circumstance. And I don't think this one actually fits a special circumstance. Technically. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it from like this. this the, yeah. Where there <laughs> has to be like, yeah. Those guys, you need to burn in hell. You need to get hung, strangled, all types of punishment into you. Like, you know how in those revenge rape fantasy movies, the girl just does these unthinkable things to, the, to their rapist. That needs to be done to those guys. Holy crap, that's terrible. And quite a that stuff still goes on, and I think those guys, when they do get tried for their crimes, should also happen to them. You know, in, in jail, when they get their neck snapped or sl- throat slit, we'll just kind of put the money on the table kind of thing. I just forgot to forget about it. That's how that would probably go, you know, but that's just how I feel about it. You know, I think people have seen my opinions on Twitter, and that's how I feel. You know, if you don't get the highest one, the 30-year one is perfectly just fine to me. And might be a bit better, given what Invader said, you know, because life sentencing is that's crazy imagine just 30 years of your whole life just in jail well and especially all your your prime time your 20s your 30s your your most you know your youthful years this is the problem and i'm not uh it it kind of applies a slippery slippery slope fallacy to this would you want them alive as adults freely running around again that's the thing you know because if they get Let's say if they get out, because they they might get put in death. Uh, they might 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 get put in jail their whole lives, given their situation, right? Without the possibility of parole, which we know could also. Well, how old is the victim? How old is he? You know. Oh, uh, the older the police guy he was like yeah. fifty six, I think. I, was like forty seven or fifty six, between forties and fifties. I remember. I would not be opposed to leaving them in jail until they hit his age. You know, take away that mm-hmm. much of their youth. I mean, at that mm-hmm. point, one, you're really not going to have that much stamina. You, you go through jail, that's going to, that takes a lot of years off your life. So uh, it's already going to age them being in jail, but you're already going to take away any energy. Let I me, mean, how many people really come out of jail in their 60s and have energy to commit a crime? So I, I would know. not be opposed. Yeah. You honestly never know. Like, I, oh, it's just, yeah, like by the time even we're older and stuff like that, we're going to be like, well, they're out. Ooh, I, I don't know, honestly, because the idea of them getting out and potentially, you think they're going to be sane after losing their entire adult lives, 
you know, 30 years away in jail, he's, they're going to be even more mentally fucked up. Either way, it's a bad situation, and hopefully there can be some level of justice that comes that can, you know, meet both parties, actually. Um, but I'll ask you about this, which is you're very big on female characters, actually. So, you know, like, female characters evolved from, like, I guess damsels in distresses, but they were still, like, good characters in that specific role, obviously, throughout time. And then it became this thing with female characters where they made, they made them all, like, cringe girl boss characters, at least for, like, some mainstream stuff, you know, that came off really, really bad. So I don't know how you feel about that currently right now after all this much time. Uh, God. Uh, like, how I feel about this god-awful the god-awful characters that we have today i mean mm -hmm. they're just terrible female characters i can't even think i think the last good female character that i saw that was um i'll put that in quotes i'll say strong and independent you know the strong you know in air quotes would have been katniss and cat from uh hunger games and at least that one made sense you had a daughter who was raised like the the father had no sons. Obviously, he's gonna teach his daughter, you know, hunting tricks, or she's gonna ha she's gonna learn those because it's gonna be, you know, you have to learn how to fight to survive. Mm -hmm. Or I can't remember if Gail might have because I didn't read the books. I watched the movie. I got Gail could have been the one who taught her. I can't remember who taught her, but it's like it makes sense, like that she would go in under the wing of a man. A man would have had to teach her these skills, you know. Um. And that it would make sense to fight for survival for her own family, that that would be a skill. And that it wasn't a hand-to-hand -hand combat that she would win. Because obviously women are not, the vast majority of women are not going to be stronger than men. So it was great to see the way that they had incorporated, okay, well, the thing that women can do is they can be, uh, you know, what is the word I'm going to look for? Uh, like they can, they can problem solve. They can, they can, you, you know, you have to do your, you have to think out your skills. You have to be, um, I don't want a crafty, crafty, for lack of a better word, you have to be crafty. You know, you have to outthink your opponent. You, you, if you cannot outmuscle them, you need to outthink them. So I think that is the way to write a, a female character. If you want to write this like character who's going to be a, a little bit, is not going to be just the damsel in distress, then you need to make her outthink rather than outmuscle because you can't outmuscle. I don't, I don't like the out-muscling. Um, and then I don't like being a jerk to the male characters. And if you are going to be a jerk to the male characters, then you need to be called out. And you don't treat it as precious and good and wonderful. No, it's a terrible character trait. Call out bad traits if that's what you're going to do to your character. Because obviously when you make a character, you have to give them flaws. and uh, you know. But I also, you know, back to the damsel in distress. No, I don't find anything wrong with the damsel in distress. I... I, I, I and I like my, I, I've never seen that there's anything wrong with having a damsel in distress character. And I think it's wrong to kind of tell women that they can't like those characters. You know, I think of like the Princess Peach. Oh, you can't like Peach. Like in the old video games. And even, in, and I know that in some of the other ones where she actually was like more a playable character, she wasn't the damsel in distress. But to say, oh, you can't like that character because of this, I think that's stupid. Um, the Snow White, you can't like Snow White because she's a more traditional femininity and um you know she uses her, her the normal like you know the usual like what you would expect for a woman to have which is that kindness and softness and you know how she was able to win over grumpy 
even though Grumpy at first was like, you know, kind of angry or not angry, but he's kind of, you know, grumpy towards her. But then, you know, she wins him over with her softness and kindness and gentleness. And, you know, it's like, I don't, I, I hate telling women that they can't have those features and that those are weak features. They're not, they're very strong characteristics to have very wonderful characteristics for women to have. Um, but yeah. So I imagine you don't like what Disney has been doing to their, no. you know, classic animated movies, obviously, because, you know, Rachel Zegler is going to be the most amazing Snow White, obviously, right? <laughs> God, my eyes rolled into the back of my head. Because <laughs> you're just looking at the things that she was saying and you're just like, yeah, that's the reason why these Disney movies kind of suck now, you know, or have been for quite some time, actually, is like, I, I still don't understand what makes these kind of movies outdated. If you're saying they're outdated from their, they're like the visual aspect of them to a certain extent. Yeah. But they were also made in like eighties and nineties when animation wasn't even like at its best possible quality, you know, but, and, you know, and those movies still managed to knock it out of the park when it came to, you know, being great crafted movies in given the limitations surrounding animation too. So I don't know. How do you feel about her comments now when she's saying like, you know, waiting for a prince and, you know, all that stuff surrounding uh, how she felt about the Snow White original animated movie? Well, I think she hasn't even watched the movie. It doesn't sound like mm -hmm. I mean, does it. I've watched that movie. God knows how many times my little niece loves Snow White. That is like her favorite movie. So I've like literally watched it back to back to back to back, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and people who haven't seen it. I think people have seen it once and they just forget it. And I'm like, you don't even, we're not even talking about the same character to say, oh, she's waiting to be rescued. She's not waiting to be rescued. You know, she's in hiding. She went to the dwarves. And in fact, she even told the dwarves, oh, the evil queen's never going to find me here. So she was not waiting to be rescued. Yeah, she was in the sense of wanting to be reunited with her true love. And she had to run away. I mean, she's hoping that her true love comes and finds her. Because last he knew she was at the castle and now she's no longer there, you know. So hoping that, you know, you'll be re reunited with your true love is not hoping that you'll be saved by your true love. And that's what was stupid and what she's totally got wrong. And then to be like, this, oh, see, you don't need a man. Well, mm -hmm. okay, if you hate the source material and you hate Walt's uh, thing so much, then don't do it. Don't be involved in it. Mm -hmm. You don't love it. Then why are you doing it? You know, and, and and I would like to say, you know, we can talk about the animation thing and the quality. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at the animation in in Snow White and Pinocchio, and you compare it to any of the crap that's like left out today, and it's like incredible to see like how much it's just, it, oh, just just I don't want to say degraded, but it's just like you know, it's crap now. I'm like, like you said, you pointed out in the 80s and 90s, it wasn't that great. Yeah, like especially when you compare it again to Waltz, where it was that beautiful like hand-drawn pictures like mm -hmm. very picturesque like you know you could take any still from that movie and put it on your wall and it would look like a piece of art you know mm -hmm. and we and we i think we've completely lost that that I magic think, i think when people like her talk you can clearly tell even if she watched the movie she clearly wasn't paying attention i i, I don't see how people watch those movies and got these women were damsels in distress you know most of the time 
the because a lot of people put the emphasis on like the prince saving the princess in those movies when in reality some of those weren't even the case though the females are the main character they have this circumstance they've been put in based off of whatever which one you're watching insert whatever name and throughout the movie they learn a lot more about themselves with other interactions and the story was so well written that they ended up becoming a much better character throughout their situation going through ups and downs throughout the entire movie you know yeah uh, where did the prince come in in that movie i, I want I'm, that's, I'm, I'm sitting here going, going where does where does he come in who the queen's already dead at that point five, the prince was only in the movie for, I think, for like five minutes. Given how their animation constraints was, he, yeah. they could only get him in there for five minutes. Me, uh, my favorite love story is Cinderella. And I know there's many iterations of it. Um, one, one of my favorites is the classic Disney animated Cinderella. And I think that one depicts it, I, my, my own personal opinion, the best, honestly. I think, oh, I'm a sucker for romance. Because, you know, it's a, it's an awesome thing to be you know, in love with a woman and liking a woman and kind of going after her, you know, and trying to riz her up as i do with the ladies you know um but a classic love story because people you know i think they've because i think that one ages even better than a lot of the other ones because of just the, the messaging and the good messaging coming from you know you you could look at it from a perspective that i've been thinking which is people just kind of lost to love you know yeah. cinderella shitty situation she was in who saved her the mice yeah who saved her the mice the mice saved her I don't recall that yeah. it wasn't the prince who didn't go upstairs and bust down the door. It was the mice who, you know, helped her out and get the key, I think, from the, the cat or the, the evil stepmom. And now your fairy godmother is black. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> How did I know you are going to go there? I mean, it, it's just, I don't know. I'm just usually kind of a sucker for those things. Even in, like, Vampire Diaries when you had, like, certain couples romancing each other. But I don't know. I just like the idea of that happening. You know, I feel I, I think people have lost their feeling to love and get lost in a romance in some of these movies actually and i feel like a lot of the disney ones they just kind of lose the because we, we know they're taking after the animated classic you know not the actual book itself but i think the live action counterpart movies the ones that i've briefly seen they just kind of lack what the original was trying to do same thing with like the superhero movies and stuff like that when they try to adapt a certain story they just don't get the main issue of the story you just really lack it. And I would say this too. There, there's really no point in re there's no point in really remaking what some of those movies because they're already gonna be the better version in general. I think what you should do is just make your own, make a whatever modern version you think is gonna be good, but they won't because they know it won't sell because it doesn't have the name value and that takes actual skill, but they won't do that because they don't have an actual school actual skill and they'd rather just piggyback off something already created that already has a big name brand value, and then Telling their original fans that they're a bunch of instaphobes and that you're racist. And what? then when the movie fails, they blame you too. You brought what up a crazy a good, cycle here. You <laughs> brought up a really good point too when you said the thing about the whole true love. That's right. That was the original messaging. It was true love conquers all. The message mm -hmm. was never you need a man to save you. That's what these idiots have taken out of it because they're idiots. But the message was always true love conquers all. That's both love from both parties loving each other and trying to come back together and conquer it together, come overcome an obstacle together. It was always, that's always been the message. True love can conquer all. That's like the hope that is given. And it's like, I don't know if it's just because they're bitter and have never found someone to love. And maybe that's why they like talk like they do or, or, and think like they do about love. I don't know. Maybe that's it. 
but you know, it's yeah, you brought up an excellent point. It's that they missed the message of these actual movies, which has always been true love can conquer all. So what about California? Apparently you love California a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> Our governor is amazing, obviously. Greatest governor on the planet. You mean that super villain? Super villain governor with all his hair gel. Uh, you know, people like Trump a lot, and I don't hate the guy, obviously, but like you know, I remember he was had that interview with Tucker Carlson, and he was like, you know, I'm I'm friends with uh, Gavin Newsom. He has his hands full of California. It's like Trump. How could you be friends with Gavin Newsom? That guy is absolutely terrible. I I doubt Gavin Newsom reciprocates those feelings. Back, you know, what's you know, funny is that he just said it just to get under Newsom's skin. You know what I mean? Just so now Newsom would have to go around and be like, no, no, we're not buddies. Because I could see him doing that to him. Goodness. I, hey, I'm just being honest here. I don't think Newsom reciprocates because, you know, typically. No, he doesn't. That's what I'm saying. It cracks me up that he said that because yeah. I, I almost wonder if he did that on purpose just to I, get under Newsom. <laughs> yeah, you know, people, I mean, you know, it's possible. I mean, if, if people watch that interview, the way he was insulting most people in the most funniest way is so amazing because, you know, some people are very blunt. With how they uh, throw their shade, uh, his was the way that he uh, criticized um, Kamala Harris's way that she speaks is so fucking funny. <laughs> God, but how do you feel about how California is being ran? Because it's I would say it's as bad as people make it out to be, but ugh, it's not great either. I mean, it could be way better by a long shot. I would say, oh gosh, it is, it is not being, it is not good. I have, I have seen the change and the hurt in California and like, especially in my area, I've seen the, the change in total hurt, um, especially since Trump's been out of office, like seeing one of a couple of the areas I remember during his time in office, like grow and things were like starting to I'm like, oh, look at, you know, businesses were starting to, you know, it was like, oh, this is coming soon. This one little area that I, that I, I like in, um, you know, kind of by me, I was like watching it and all these businesses come there and, and kind of grow and get all popular. I'm like, woohoo. Like, I'm like, Oh, you know, it's, it's really doing good. I'm like, even for like being under Newsom douchebags rule, you know, it's actually, they're actually are getting some benefits from, you know, Trump being in office. And then now it's just gone so far bad that one of uh, my favorite shops got broken into. And so now I don't even know if they're going to, reopen or not because you know now there's a bunch of crackheads and everything in that area i, I mean literal crackheads in fact like you know i used to take uh, the kids over there because there's like a little uh kid zone for the kids to play and now it's like i don't want to go there because there's like crazy people walking up and down that area and i don't want to take the kids around there when you know people are like being nuts and, and uh, like a needle I'm pretty a sure yeah yeah i mean i don't know i'm like i'm like i have literal crackheads little people sitting there and you can see their needles and stuff. I'm like, well this is just like trash thanks newsom so you, you know that's that's where i do see that but what i am starting to see a lot of is especially with the trans stuff like parents are getting pissed and thankfully the parents are coming together and there have been a couple um movements and i wish I could remember the call of duty uh incident where around that period was the call of duty incident with those schools in that certain area, they were taking like the elementary school kids into this like pride event or some shit without having parents even sign for like those waiver forms that you that they could even be there. They just did it literally right after school ended and they just brought them in there. It's like, what the fuck? 
And then, like, the people were like, I don't agree with, like, fist fighting. I think people should be using their words and stuff. But, like, no, I mean, I think seeing that just goes to show, like, hey, no one, people aren't just going to sit around anymore and let that degenerate nonsense be taught to their kids, you know? Or I think it's kidnapping to like if, if your kid runs away to California, I don't think California should have a right to keep your kid. Oh, oh they want to transition. No, you get your hands off these children, especially mm -hmm. with Chloe Cole being one of those children or having been one of those children. You know, there are too many children, detransitioners, and I, I call them children, but they're in their 20s now, but they were children when they transitioned, had a surgery, and then they detransitioned de later in life, you know, when they're mm -hmm. in their 20s because they were like, oh, I made a mistake. There are too many of those kids in California and, and now young adults. There are too many of them in California. You, they, you don't do that. You do not do that to children. You leave them alone. Let them go through puberty. Let them get through, you know, all the growing pains. And then, you know what? If they get older and they still feel the same way, okay, fine. They're adults and they can do what they're going to do. But you don't touch kids. You do not touch kids. And California has not learned that lesson. That's why they've done a lot of other stupid things like de mm -hmm. basically not decriminalizing, but like lowering the punishment for uh orally and anally i mean it's basically rape but like a st statutory rape of a child that's been lower because rather because they're like oh well because vaginal penetration they're like well that doesn't have to carry the same punishment as these two well rather than just say maybe vaginal penetration should be just up with the same vaginal mm -hmm. penetration of a, a you know in the statutory thing should be right up there with the oral and anal there's a whole just lower oral and anal. It's like, no, you don't do that. You don't go the opposite way, stupid people. You go this mm -hmm. way. You go, you you may you protect children, but California mm -hmm. will not do that. So I am For glad to see that there are parents who are standing up now and who are giving it back to Newsom. And I hope we take his political career. I hope he never gets a chance in office to be president. And I hope he's laughed out of every other thing after this. Yeah, for me, I mean, I was I, I get asked the same thing. It's like, well. What, what, why does it, what does it matter if someone wants to like switch genders? Well, I don't personally think you can because there's only two. Um, I also am not under the belief that we should be like somewhat normalizing abnormal weird stuff because I mean, people think I don't do enough research in this. I, I do. The problem here is even if you say certain factual things, it doesn't matter because someone's emotions always let their, that let that guide the conversation over like actual facts so what i found out is most of that is just gender dysphoria and most of the kids just grow out of that when they get old enough and a good amount or a certain amount i don't know it, it didn't get percentages or it might have i'm blanking on this because i read this a few days ago i was like sick as fuck so i was like i'll just read anything a certain amount just turned out gay or some just turned out straight honestly you know kids grow out of stuff i don't know where people don't understand that from plus kids kids aren't the best judges of certain things or nothing actually there's a reason why that line you just said about like a, an adult guiding a kid in certain types of acts when they're a certain age you know you're like it's that really the underage person making those decisions you know i mean it's just kind of how i lo look at those things if someone can't be honest about what gender they're born. I'm not taking anything you say seriously. Because then you, we're already out the gate, starting off a badly disingenuous conversation. You can't even be honest about what gender you're born. I'm done. I just don't want to live, live, live in a reality like that. If you can't live, live, literally live in the reality we live in, we're fucking screwed. 
you know? And I think someone asked me a while ago, I think it was a couple years ago when this thing was kind of popping off. Like if someone wanted to be called, he, he, whatever, would you do it? It's like, no, I'm not doing that. Not affirming someone's random delusion. Not living Mm -hmm. in that. I don't care if that person doesn't like me. That's fine. I'm not living in a random delusion. You know, the only thing that I would let, let slide for that is I actually think you're a good person. But if I I think you're cool and I don't hate you, that's fine. But that would require you not being delusional. I'm not going to entertain delusion because it'll make you feel good. Like what the fuck? No one's going to, no one flip it the opposite way. What if I wanted to go outside and I was like, Hey, all women must call me big, sexy, nine inch King BBC daddy. No one's going to do that. People are going to be like, you're fucking stupid. You're fucking delusional. Why does it swing one way, but it doesn't swing the other way? Because it's fucking stupid. That's the reason why. You know? Like the whole like preferred pronoun thing. Um, well, there's a reason why one is called preferred. You know? Yeah. And then even though it's preferred, if someone goes like, hey, I don't want to support that, then you got to be like, most average people will be like, okay, that's cool. You know? But if you don't, you're like, all these words. But what happened to freedom? You know, what happened to making your own decisions? You know, I, I think kids are at that age, don't know what they want in general. And if a kid's like saying, I'm a certain gender, I'm just going to just take it like, okay, cool. Because remember, kids can't drink, drive, smoke cigarettes until like 18, 21 year old. And about the trust if they know what gender they want to be, I'm going to call some bullshit on that. I'm not kind of person that that's going to affirm all that, all that bullshit. I'm just not going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Is gonna make make is gonna make and cause me be a certain way. That's cool. I I legitimately do not care because it's very simple to look at this stuff. It's not as complicated as what it makes it out to be. Like if, so, if someone really thinks a kid can know what gender they want to be, you're fucking retarded. It's fucking stupid. What what is even entertained? Some weird, disturbingly nasty people trying to convince themselves that like a ten year old could be a girl. Like also, listen that Bill Burr Chris said. What does it mean for a boy to be a girl though? What does it mean to be trans? You know, no one could ever, no one will ever give you an answer on that. Fucking zip, nada, nothing, you know? But what do I know? I'm crazy, actually. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, it's gender dysphoria. It, it, it is, and it's have you ever noticed? Illness. Well, yes, it is a mental illness. And the people who are the most adjusted and well adjusted who have gender dysphoria acknowledge that it's a mental illness and they also acknowledge their biology and they understand that they cannot that they will never ever be the opposite sex they know what they are doing is they are dressing as the opposite sex to pass as it because it helps alleviate that stress and anxiety they have but they acknowledge and know but that that does not make them the opposite sex you know and that's what's Mm -hmm. stupid and ridiculous is this trying to force everyone to believe that like oh trans women are women no you're not a woman if you're a woman, then you wouldn't, if you were a woman, then you wouldn't be a man. You, you wouldn't have to do all these things that you need to do to, to be a, a woman, you know, it's like, it's just, and, and then my favorite thing is like, okay. And if this is true, then, okay. All these other trans things have to be true. Like the transracial thing, you know, okay. Why isn't transracial thing? Cause let me tell you, I have a lot more in common with women of different ethnicities and I have, have had a lot more similar life experiences than other women of different ethnicities than I will as an, as a white man, I'll have, I I will have more in common with everybody else from a different ethnicity. You know, we will, you know, the most of us will have had a period. 
you know, gone through puberty, female puberty, had a period. You know, if we have kids, choose to have kids. You know, even if someone, let's say there's a woman who is unable to have children. I has I have more of an ability to empathize with her in her struggle than I would a man who has fertility issues because I understand from a woman's perspective what that means to be infertile. You know, I can I can feel sympathetic towards a man, but there's a difference as, you know, me with another woman. You know, and it's like that would the transracial thing would make more sense at least than it does than this weird gender thing because how can you know something that you've never been at all you're muted oh no sorry there was a thing like men being in women's bathrooms and yeah i do know out, out there in the world there are uh bathrooms that are you know obviously like what they call unisex i think that's just stupid first of all okay let's, let's start it this way and this kind of goes into what would happen if you start doing this. And we know this would happen because there are bad apples in everything. And that would kind of be happening. Why would you want to put grown men in situations where they could be around younger women? And then years later, these younger women, hopefully they're telling the truth because it would also prove what I'm saying. But I, I don't wish this on anyone. But I'm saying this could be a possible reality of doing this is – they would come out and they'd be like, this guy assaulted me in a certain way. You know, that's what you would get in a lot of cases. If you allow that, I promise you that would happen. So I'd be like, aren't you reading too much into it? Yeah. The reason that's the reason why we don't, that's why certain things are the way they are right now. It's because people didn't read too much into situations though. Also, that's just fucking weird for older men to be in bathrooms with potentially younger girls. That's just we. Why would anybody think that's okay? Even if you're like, I don't think they're going to do anything. That's fine. But that's still weird in and of itself. You know, mm -hmm. that's just weird. I I'm just saying though, like if you, if people can't see that how certain things are just weird, just based off what a person is doing, I don't care if that's what the person wants to do. I don't give a fuck. A lot of people, a lot of things people want to do. And a lot of things that people think they want to do, they're wrong. I think if you want to do that, you're wrong. You're a, a weird person. And I think your decision is wrong. It doesn't matter if you want to make your own decisions. Not all my decisions are great. Some of them are probably wrong in some areas, you know? I don't know if people say, well, it's just, if it's, if it's up to that person who wants to do it, it's, that's on them. Uh, no, that's how we got into the situation. You know, people being too lenient on things, you know? And you started getting the situations. So this is how oh, I think about it. answer Walter's thing real quick. Yeah, I've actually seen them try to drop the trans now, Walter. That's why I'm saying, yeah, they are getting to this really weird, state of saying yeah i've even seen them where oh, they're starting like, to say you know the thing they, about the, oh, the oh, trends. Oh, mm -hmm. I, i've even seen where they're starting to say that they're biological female because they've had hormones well getting estrogen does not make you a biological female uh, but I, i've seen that's the new thing now too so yes no oh, they are moving to this weird thing have you, yeah have you no no notice this it's um it's a bunch of weird men trying to be women which they're not going to be but just let's we'll entertain this idea for a second people it's a bunch of weird, cringy men trying to be women, trying to also assault women for how they feel about them. That's not very woman-like, just saying a lot of women don't go out in the world just trying to beat up other people, you know? Yeah, no, that's very aggressive uh, behavior. Sounds pretty yeah. toxic masculine-ish, in my opinion. What mm. always cracks me up is it's okay. If, if, you know, when women fight, it's called a cat fight. And if you ever yeah. look at how women fight, they do very much cat like it's cat fight. Look at how men fight. Okay, 
these trans women are fighting like men, you know, punching someone in the face. And I'm not saying that there aren't women who punch people in the face, but that's a very manly thing to do. Women are more likely going to slap. They're going to pull hair. They're going to pull your shirt. They're going to, you know. That sounds hot. Knew you were going to go there. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Yes, I'm here. Yes, I'm here. Oh, oh no. It, it's just, I don't know. These women try to, these guys try to act like women, but end up just only showing why they're men, actually. Then telling other women what they are even though this is supposed to be a space for women. And the idea behind feminism was to be like, oh, yeah, it's, I hated the idea of what they were trying to do anyway. So I found, I found it very stupid. But mm-hmm. um, the idea of we're going to fight back and we're going to fight for women's rights and blah, 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 blah. Because no one can ever tell me what rights women didn't have. But whatever, I don't care about that. Um, but yeah, it's just, it was a, these kind of things were flawed out the very gate. They're bad in general. Like shit organizations like BLM, just straight up garbage out the window but people just kind of went with it because i guarantee people this is the reason why a lot of people support things not because they even like them or even know what the hell's going on in these organizations or these movements name value tell me a lot of people didn't support blm just based off name value alone wouldn't that name itself which is why i give them credit the name value was great did a great job on the name wouldn't that just make you go like what the hell's going on i mean that that kind of gets your mind going you know and it's that's just how i you know see things yeah amongst these kind of things. It's name value that drives this emotion. And the reason why there's a lot of women supporting these things is because people got to understand this. Women act on their emotions. Also, in, in general, and, and obviously men, men too, I mean, pe- as people were emotional, there's multiple studies to prove that people make emotional decisions rather than logical ones. Because as humans, we naturally have that emotional hit towards us. You know what I mean? It's just naturally something we have a part of this, you know? Well, I struggle with it too. Happens to me all the time. Gets the best It's not just emotional, it's empathy. And uh, w- women are typically going to be the ones who are more empathetic. And that's why I got to say, like, we can't keep looking at emotional as being just this completely negative thing because I think that's what a lot of feminism has taught women mm-hmm. is that it's bad to be a woman. It's bad to think like a woman and that the only right way and correct way is to think like a man. Um, you know, but there is nothing wrong with having an, and something to be praised is to have an empathetic heart. Now, obviously you can't go to these extremes with it, you know, as we've seen, because there are some people where it's like, no, you have to bring in logic and go, no, I understand you want to do this and you want to be compassionate. You know, there's compassion and empathy. Those are wonderful things to have. However, you know, this person has, you know, been a repeat offender and know they need to go to jail for a longer time because obviously mm. the, this way is not working. But I do think um, we do need to, it, it's, I, I could see where, you know, with Black Lives Matter, how, you know, someone who's very compassionate and empathetic and hears just the name without looking into the organization would be like, oh, you know, because yes, all lives matter. Black lives matter. They do matter. You know, yes, people matter. Souls matter, you know. Mm-hmm. Except pedophiles and rapists. Those, those souls can burn in hell. But that's just me. You know, I think you to understand your emotional connections to anything will often guide how you feel about them initially, you know, until you look at things more from a logical point of view. I started to learn that as I got older that I was making a lot of emotional decisions rather than actual logical ones. 
and kind of just uh, I, I don't know. It's um, I think oh, shit. How would I explain this? You know, I think there is a time and a place to have emotion and logic, but the fact that people now I think solely operate on emotion is very bad. Yeah, actually, I agree. Because then you're not making logical decisions, honestly. Like, I don't know what type of a movement or a cult, because I guess you could say both political parties are cults or whatever, even libertarians, how you, anybody views them. Like, I don't get how anybody could, like, feel like a person chopping off their fucking balls or vagina is an actual logical decision. I don't care if a person, people said they'll feel better. I couldn't judge that. You, That's not something that you could just, on a metric judge, people are more happier. So I know there's, there's like studies out there that say that they're more happier. Anytime I see videos of these people, guys, I, I, I don't see them as happy. They don't look no, happy. I, I, until these surgeries are actually work. These surgeries do not work. They have not worked. So until these surgeries actually have been done to a point where they actually can legitimately, you know, urinate like a normal person, like the opposite sex, because a lot of them struggle with being able to urinate. They have to wear diapers after the surgery. Um, many of them will die from infection. They will, they will shave years off their lives because they are now going to die from an infection. Uh, with the women who get the neo, whatever it is, they're, they're at risk of their body rejecting it from the guys who get uh, basically their penis inverted. They're now at risk of, you know, uh, that's like an open wound. And if it heals, you know, I mean, and, and, and they use the colon, they can get fecal matter comes out of there. So it's like, these are just monstrous surgeries. These are not like, okay, the breast implants, the facial softening, you know, and, and yes, by the way, cross sex hormones, you will uh, take years off your life and put yourself at risk of, of certain cancers. Um, so you should be told of the risk if you're going to do that. But at the very least, we should not be doing these very dangerous, uh, uh, genital, basically genital mutilations. Even the until, same thing with like puberty yeah. blockers, you know? Oh, definitely not puberty blockers, but that's, that's because it's like a child. You should like, not do that to a child. The, the, the reason why puberty blockers, in my opinion, are worse is because you're doing it to an innocent child who just doesn't mm -hmm. know any better. You know, like if a person goes up and chop off their fucking balls and vagina to a certain point, hopefully that was a person doing it when they're like 18 or 25 and they made an adult decision, which I think is still very bad. But doing it to children who can't think properly, who are so naive and not smart and enough to comprehend and understand what they just did is so terrible. Honestly, and I, yeah, and I will say, as a woman, like I said before to um, on, on another stream, you know, of being a woman, that first time you hear, "Oh, I have to have a period for the rest of my life." Yeah, if I was told I could have had period or puberty blockers and been able to avoid that for a few more years, I totally would have hopped on it. That mm -hmm. that is what it's like. There is always going to be growing pains when it comes to puberty, but once a child gets through puberty, the vast majority of them are like able to be like, okay. I'm, I'm good. And so what's happening is instead you're harming this large majority that you are putting on these puberty blockers. You're harming the majority of them for a few, just a, a, a few who are going to end up being gender dysphoric. And even those, those kids, you're harming them because you're putting them on puberty blockers. And like the, I, I'm sure the same for probably the boys too, but definitely for the little girls, they will develop osteoporosis. So you're actually harming even the gender dysphoric kids 
by putting them on puberty blockers as well. You're harming these kids by doing that. Let, let them go through puberty. Then once they go, the few that have gender dysphoria, then we can take it from there. Then we can fix it from there. But you don't harm the majority for this tiny portion that you're still harming. You're still causing them harm. No, I uh, I agree with what you were saying. I think, you know, people are, uh, they're looking at it from a, a point of view of like, oh, it's that person, they can do whatever they want. Then what they're doing is wrong. I don't care if what you want to do. What you're doing is wrong and disgusting and bad. And it's going to have very, very bad side effects. I think people are just looking at this and going, well, if we give people the freedom to do what they want in this kind of area, then it'll just be, they'll just be happier when it happens. I really doubt that's going on. I really doubt all these, all the stuff we're seeing from all these crazy activists and all these dumb groups around the world. I really doubt they're happy looking at their, um, you know, responses to things and how they carry out certain movements that they're doing. Really, that's happy. That's happy to people, harming people that disagree with them. No, if you just like, hey, I believe in there's two genders, then people might actually start to punch you, right? And I get it. Not all of them are like that. There's some that just genuinely want to be uh, left alone, you know, right? And mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah, there is that suicide thing where they said that some of them that get it had a very off chance. Have a, have a what's the thing? Some of them that get it, it prevents like a high rate of like suicide. But that's a weird. That's another slippery slope thing too. It's like oh, they don't they, even do long. They don't even do long studies on this stuff. There's so many things that they do not do follow up. Yeah, they so, go a six months. If that yeah. So Invader, uh, th this one is. I'm not saying you're saying this, but that one is weird. Like she said, because that that that's a weird one where. They're like telling, I mean, I imagine it's doctors doing this because I've, I've seen enough to the point where, I mean, yes, there's out there if you look, look enough for it. They're like basically telling kids or certain people that get these surgeries that, you know, you'll feel better and you won't have suicidal thoughts after you get this. What? How would you even know that? How does a person know that? What if they get this done to them and they feel worse? Oh, yeah. There's a 19-year-old girl who committed suicide in California. Because the state took her away from her mother mm -hmm. because the, she was she was battling depression. And then somewhere along the and the mother was trying to do the mother and her parents, she had very loving parents and they were trying to do everything they could to kind of help their daughter. And somehow it, the girl decided that, oh, well, maybe I'm transgender. And the parents were like, she first came up with the, like a different name, like Jay. I think her name was Jasmine or something like that. And she wanted to be called Jane. They're like, we'll call you Jay. But then she wanted to be called like a male name, like like Alexander or something like that. And they were like, okay, no, we're not going to call you that, but we love you. Let's help you. What can we do to kind of help you? Well, the school got CPS involved. The CPS took her away. The mother did everything she could to fight to keep her child in her house. Um, and, and this was not an abused child by her parents. So then the state took her away because they're like, oh, well, we're afraid she'll commit suicide because you won't affirm her gender. Well. Then I think then, uh, they, but they would, so the mother would go to all the visitations and talk with her kid. And she, the, she said, Oh, I think a dog would make me happy. So somehow I think that the state got her a dog, something like that happened. And eventually the girl got a little older and, and had her own little place. And the mother was saying how she just felt one day, like that her, something was wrong, like that her heart had been ripped from her chest. So she 
had desperately tried to get a hold of her daughter. She was able to get a hold of her and she was texting her and she's asking her how she was. And her daughter's like, Oh, I'm doing good. And all this other stuff. And she's like, okay, I love you. And then she didn't hear from her daughter. And the next day she got a call from the coroner's office and they told her to pull to the side of the road. And they told her, uh, that basically your daughter is no longer here. And she's like, well, I want to see her. And they're like, you can't, she knelt in front of a train and was let herself be ran over by a train. So the state killed her. The state removed her from a loving home and forced her to like, uh, and treated her as a, uh, like, okay, here you go. You can be treated like a boy. And that didn't fix the underlying issue, which was depression. And they just bought into, well, we'll just let you be a man. That didn't fix it because that wasn't the issue. The issue was the depression. And the state killed her, even though they said that the mom would kill her. So, so I mean, this is, this is and, that, and that happened in California, too. This is the state we're at. Why yeah. wouldn't it be here, you know? Then you have that bald-headed, monkey, disgusting eight bitch are like literally trying to pass a bill as a senator. Keep in mind, ladies, people, this lady doesn't have kids. Trying to basically pass a law where if you don't affirm your kids' gender, then in certain places in California, you could lose your kids. Keep in mind, people, this lady doesn't have kids. Why is all these people without kids dictating the, the, the decisions you do with your kids? I'm not saying all parents are great. I'm not. But, I mean, you, you have people in the highest position in the state that are doing these really bad things, you know? Like, these I think people aren't just... even around kids. Because if you were around kids, you know that they say stupid stuff all the time. I mean, I shouldn't say just say stupid. It's silly, make-believe things, too. Like my nephew said that well, he was a mailbox. That's just what it you is. Know, they're naive. silly. Yeah, they, they don't know how things work. I mean, I, I like remember there was like, I had a, a blowing bag once and, you know, my niece was little and she thought it was a ghost. I had to explain to her, no, it's just, it's just a bag. It's, it's just a bag with a fan on it. You know, I mean, like little kids, they come up with these crazy things or they think things or they don't know things. You have to teach them. And, you know, they say silly things like they want to be a dump truck and they're a, they're a mailbox and they're a mermaid or a monkey, a that I knew her daughter wants uh, to be a rapper. Like what the hell? But they come up with silly things too. I mean, like they'll, they'll say things or they'll, they don't understand. And I think someone was pointing out that one of the greatest fears that kids have too, is that they think that they can become the opposite sex. And that is a fear. And, and rather than assuring them that, no, you're, you, you won't grow up to be a man. You'll grow up to be a, a, a woman. And rather than ensuring, assuring them, it's like, oh, you want to be that? Okay, you're confusing the heck out of these kids. They don't know. You're also not teaching them the things that like, oh, it's okay. You can be a little boy who likes whatever. You can be a little girl who likes whatever kind of toys. You know, you're not assuring them. You can be a little girl who can grow up and be whatever you want. You can be a little boy who grows up and be whatever you want. You're not doing those things to uh, affirm, you know, who they are and that, what the, and, and that you know, you should be teaching them, you know, being a little boy or being a little girl, that that's all it is. It's just that. It's just, you know, a little girl or being a little boy. It is nothing more than that. And who you are is who you are within your soul. That's not being taught. That's not being, you know, taught to these kids. Instead, we're confusing the hell out of them. Mm -hmm. I think it's, oh, Chaz brought it up too. The issue is that the state will never be held locked be held liable of suicide or of self-harm. The individual is no under their direct care. And that's the sad part. 
most of the time it will take years to get the government to be held liable, but it's worth it to hold those responsible accountable. So the government is complete trash. You know? I, I, I'm in favor of this too. Why can't, I just re, why can't I just scrap that shit and get a new system? Because Vote them out. Are, kick them out. You, you, that's what we need to start doing is, and my grandpa was kind of bringing that up too, is, you know, write down, you know what we need to do next time you go to those, those, uh, those you know, town hall meetings, you write down the name of all those people, have someone read off the list of names and go, okay, if you guys don't change this, this, and this, these are the people that we're voting out next year. Make it, say their names, let them know they're on those, and then have someone else come up because, you know, you only get a short time, have someone else come up and say all the names of the people that you guys are, that everybody else is going to vote for to replace them. That will light a fire under them because they don't care unless they know that their jobs are at stake. We need to start putting it so that these people know we don't work for you. You work for us. You are a public servant. We are not your servant. You do our job. You do what we tell you to do. You don't come in here and disrupt our families and take our children and mutilate our children and put your own sick agendas in here. You work for us. And we need to send that message again to the California politicians. I mean, I like... This is what someone did on um, a YouTube short that I was watching. He went to a girl and he was like, can you identify as a um, black woman? This is a fat white lady. She was like, uh, no, that, that that's genetics. And he's like, well, can a man identify as a female? She was like, yeah. He was like, but genetics. And she was just rolled her eyes and walked away. Let's talk, talk about literal brain dead NPC people. You know what I mean? It was just literal brain dead actual idiots if we're being honest here maybe that sounds kind of harsh but i don't really care you know it's just actual dumb fucks did you see that thing earlier the daily wire posted on instagram dude out here trying to explain how he's a woman because of his medical records and yet oh and god. It, god it was my it might be one of the most cringiest things i have ever seen that i i, I just threw up in my mouth and they put the little black boy doing this oh my god, oh, god. That shit was hilarious. Dance girl got cake, though. You know, um, but on a brighter note, I guess, you know, uh, oh, yeah, Connecticut, Stanford, and California, these crazy, crazy liberal states, you know? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I believe in gender roles. That, that, that's just me, you know? Men being men and doing man shit and women doing women shit, you know? That's a problem. I mean, Andrew Tate said it when I agreed because I've been thinking about this for a long time. You know how all things get fucked up in the world? M women want to do the men shit, and now you have men tricked that they want to do the woman shit. And then people ask retarded questions like, why are men so not what they used to be? Gee, I think they were tricked by a bunch of people to say that, that now you have to be this way in order to attract a lot of women. And most of the women that I know, they don't like that shit. It's crazy because most of the women that say they would like a, a soy boy type dude who's in his feelings and blah, 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 blah. They don't even date those dudes. Like, why are we in entertaining such hypocritical retards? You know what I mean? Like, it's stupid. These women wouldn't date those guys, but they're convincing those guys this is how you have to be for the future if you want to get a woman, right? Now, on one angle, if you're easily convinced like that and you do do all that horse shit, I don't you probably don't even be getting anybody because you're just super easily manipulatable, but that's another discussion for another day. But you know, it's just so stupid. You yeah. know? Well, like, and my thing is I agree mm -hmm. with you. And I think, look, 
the majority of men are masculine. The majority of women are feminine. For the outliers, that's why I say for the outliers, it's okay to be an outlier. You know, that's why I, I want to put that like, you know, I, I, I was saying, you know, femininity should be embraced. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, those wonderful female qualities, there's nothing to be ashamed of having those. Women should embrace when they are compassionate and empathetic. Those are beautiful. And you shouldn't try to be a man. If you have to force a certain trait, like, okay, put it this way. Walter pointed out that I threatened to cut you several times. Yeah, I know. I have a, I have some couple masculine traits, but they're not forced traits. They're just who I am. It's just part of me. And it's part of growing up. I grew up as a tomboy. I'm a tomboy and it's just part of me, but I'm not forcing it. It's not a forced thing. I don't feel like I have to be that to be, uh, otherwise I, I look like a weak woman. No, it's just, I, I am a little bit rough around the edges. However, I embrace the things that are feminine about me. And I think that they are very wonderful qualities. Like, em like I said earlier, empathy and compassion are beautiful, wonderful qualities to have, and they should be embraced, especially when many women have them. So I do agree, like what you said, yes, you know, men, you know, we should encourage when you see men and, and the things that men, you know, do and the things that make them great leaders and everything. We want to encourage that, you know, same with the women. When you see those wonderful oh, traits. I want to say, I want to ask you this. Yeah. Because this is a short that I saw with Anthony Mackie, Anthony Mackie and another so black lady who had a show. I think it was Wanda. Fuck. It was a black lady. Not Queen, not, a, not Oprah. It was another lady. Her name started with the w or some shit she had a show going on for a long time forgot her name but won't matter because this is the what, what the short was you know how wanda sykes yeah it's wanda sykes no it wasn't wanda sykes not hers it, it was a fat one it was, it was one who was super fucking fat it might be one wanda skies actually wendy williams there you go yeah it's wendy williams it was a fat ugly bitch ratchet as fuck probably ride your dick and that shit would fall off so she was asking him some, some like, she, she was trying to bait him with some weird gotcha questions. And he was like, hey, if I'm out there mowing the lawn, make daddy a sandwich. Right? If right. I'm out there taking care of the house, taking care of our electricity, you know, taking care of the roof, taking care of the grass, you know, make sure we got a nice fence. Would you bring me a sandwich? If, the, if, that, if that was me, would you bring me a sandwich? Well, it's hard because it's you, but yes. So, like, if and if a guy was, let's say we, we yeah. were out on a date, and a guy was like coming up, and a guy came up to you and started disrespecting you, and I got in his face and I I told him back the fuck up. Would you make me a sandwich? <laughs> you just want me to make you a sandwich? Yes. Okay, I'll make you a sandwich. Which you have? No, no, but that's attractive. I'm, I'm yes. not, and then you no, know, yes, it, to it's me, I have, to, to I have no problem making sandwiches for guys. I don't oh, like oh, no, no. The, 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 the general point of what he was bringing up was when men do men shit, women will willingly want to like not do. pleasure, pleasure. It's more like that's attractive to women. Women like that stuff. Yeah, they want to reward good. I don't want to say reward good behavior, but they want to you know show their appreciation. Yeah, a chicken sandwich. Oh no, we're not going down that road. But uh. <laughs> What about, you know, like if, I'm, you know, and, you know, if daddy's doing some good shit in the house, I, I can get a sandwich. You know, just you know, the thing like women don't understand that, you know, uh, a guy doing just his natural manly stuff, like potentially maybe, I don't know, fishing or going out shooting or whatever a guy does to get away. You know, 
And I think women have to understand that too. There's certain things girls do that I, I'm, I'm never gonna understand. But women just be like, gotta have my alone time. If I had a wife or she go up and she was like, I gotta have my woman time or whatever to do my hobbies. I'm like, okay, cool, go and do them. You know, I think people need time apart in a relationship with your hobbies to, you know, have time for yourself and, you know, have time away from each other, which is, I think, a good thing that won't make you sick of someone if you hang out with them too much, actually. You know, like if mm -hmm. a man's doing some manly shit, that's good. Good to have a manly man. I guarantee you, if that man walked up to you disrespecting you, trying to touch you inappropriately, having a soy boy sure ain't going to help you. Yeah. And I don't get the really the whole hang up with being upset over guy time and girl time. Like, I don't know. There's times when I just need girl time, you know, That's obviously. Fine. Okay, here we go. Uh, you know, so people shouldn't get too hung up over that. It's okay to have, you know, guy time and girl time. And, you know, sometimes you just want to hang out with your own sex. It's okay. Yeah. It's not wrong. Um, I, I'm, it, it was something about gender roles. I remember I, I saw a few shorts about it. And Anthony Mackie just went like, because he's, he's like, a, he's subtle and clever with his responses. And that's why I like him a lot. It's just super fun to see people her go, whoa, you know, and women like women like being challenged like that. The reason why those certain relationships go with the women, um, you know, running everything, which I think is bad in general, you know, is women will often sometimes challenge men and they'll it's just people in general, though. But I guess women might be doing it a bit more where like someone will push enough. And unless you push back, they know how far they can push you. And more potentially, they push that far, they could push you more. Actually, I remember I was watching the Tyra Banks show a long time ago, and this woman would be the the the, the fucking provider of the house, and the guy was the stay at home person. I was like, okay, and he wrote a book called uh, "Daddy, Where's My Vagina." I'm not kidding. This is an actual episode I watched, and I was sitting there going like. Why are people clapping? This is terrible. That woman is about to come home, about to be fucking distressed, crying and shit. He's about to be like, but, but honey, I did everything you wanted. I stay home with the kids. I do all the house cleaning. And you're not happy? No, she won't be happy. You ain't a man. Like, what the fuck? Take care of the kids. That's a great manly thing. It's great being a dad, honestly, for a lot of people. But that's not the whole thing, though, honestly, you know? To um remember that um ah oh, I was following that royal drama with the Dudu Prince or whatever. Yeah, he was oh my god, he was being so cringe. <laughs> Talking about with the uh, uh -huh. remember he was doing this shit because he said he learned it in therapy and just like oh, oh. From Terry? Yeah, because you can tell his wife's not happy because he ain't a man, you know. Most relationships that I've seen with some girls. Dudes just aren't being dudes, and they were tricked into believing a bunch of this horse shit. And it's like, I don't think masculinity is inherently toxic. It's the reason why most of us have what we have is, you know, strong men willing certain things into existence. Obviously, through unethical means and sometimes great means, but nevertheless, we're still able to. We have, you know, a man created Microsoft, actually. Greatest intervention ever made. The guy behind it is a terrible, terrible human being, but, you know. I digress, actually, but you know, I um, I, I think there's a reason why we do what we do, actually, you know, and that's just how I've always kind of seen things, you know. Maybe I saw things a little bit more differently when I was younger, but that's just how I, that's just the top G Riz I got there, actually, you know. Uh, but conspiracy theories, as we we'll wrap this up in a little bit, what is your favorite conspiracy theories? 
Uh, this one, I'm not so sure that it's actually true, but I just thought it was it, it amused me was that someone said that they thought that feminism and the manosphere made like feminism made women gay and the manosphere made men gay. And it's not necessarily that I think that that's true, but it just amused me. I just thought that was kind of funny. So that mm-hmm. one now it's like it's like one of those things that it's like it's stuck with me because it's funny and not necessarily because I think it's true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I would say that one. But um, my favorite one's always the nine eleven, the nine eleven one. That one's always my my favorite one. I'm not even into conspiracy theories that much, but that that's my favorite one. There's another few that I like a lot, but that one is my favorite one because it really gets your brain thinking. Like, would the government sacrifice their own people just to start a war with another country and blame it on them? And when they're the ones who willingly went and killed Americans on American soil, and they Fate that the planes got taken over by another race to make the other race look bad. When you start thinking about it, and given how much bad the government really has done with all those Twitter files that came out, and how the CIA and the FBI have been functioning, I mean, it's not too far out of the realm of possibility. That's all I'm saying. You know? Uh, the 9-11 ones, I just... I don't know. It's like, growing up and and really knowing, like, being alive and really aware of what was going on when it happened and, and having, a, you know, a relative out in New York at the time. Uh, it's, it's, like, one where it's, like, I, I get where other people look into it. Me, personally, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't really buy the building ones because buildings like that are actually made, skyscrapers are made not to tilt. They're yeah. made to come down like that. Uh, that you can see because I'm doing a hand motion, you guys can't see. Mm-hmm. But they're meant to come down, like, with on each other because if they all fell over they would knock over the other buildings so they are actually made right. to go down so i don't buy any of the ones where it's like well i'm oh, just asking you do you really, but, really think our government would kill us just to start uh, I don't another actually, country? no i think that our government was uh inept and i think that the branches were very selfish with the information because they each had a piece wasn't the bush family the at the time yeah it was the bush family at the time yeah, yeah it was George but bush, they each yeah. had a piece the different branches had a piece of the puzzle and they didn't want to share and i think because they didn't want to share the pieces of the puzzle to put the pieces together that's why this happened and just for me it's like i think i'm more focused on the lives lost than really than really whether or not the government was in on it because at the end of the day at the end of the day, they weren't actors who got in those planes. At the end of the day, you know, it, it, whether it was they were retarded, sorry, they were retarded, stupid branches of the government who didn't share the information with each other, and that's why it happened, or they knew what was going down and they didn't stop it. Whatever happened was evil, and the lives that were lost should be respected. That's how I feel about what that's why so so i understand that other people are really into them but i, I the 9-11 ones i'm not really actually into okay uh although jfk one I know, I know you like that one a lot i mean i've heard different theories like what if it was a mobster if it was the government um hmm. you know so that one yeah that one's in- hmm. were you around for the satanic panic actually i was born in 89 Stupid! How old do you think I am? God damn! Years um, right. Gosh. So, I mean, I know you brought on a few people from the Iron Age 
actually. You brought on, uh, I forgot his name. Great guy. Um, guy who was going to have that girl with the big titties. Uh. Oh, God. I remember his name. Aw- awesome guy. Uh, what do you, I mean, I don't know if you have, you have, you have a pendant. I don't, I don't know if you have, oh my goodness, English, so por favor. I think, what guy are you talking about? Um, I, I don't know if you have opinions on um the Iron Age, actually, but what do you think about people doing their own thing when they can write their own books and make their own comics, potential movies and TV series? And, oh, and- Dave, are you talking about Dave? Dave, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, his comic was really good. He let's uh, get a preview of it. Um, I saw it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great, phenomenal. He did a wonderful job, and I, I really hope his comic makes it because it was just so well written, um, entertaining. Mm-hmm. And, and anyways, um, so I would say, you know, I like it. I like that. You know, that's how it should be. I, but I like capitalism, and I think that's how companies should be, and businesses should be, and it shouldn't just be. Competition is good. Yeah, you shouldn't just have two big comp. Two two shouldn't just be DC and Marvel. You should have a bunch of different comics, independent and everything, and let the best man win. You know, so yeah, no, I, I'm all for like all these independent comic creators coming out. Isn't and, it crazy and, that you know. see them fighting all the time? It's crazy. I bring them, I, you know, it's, I would always say if you know, people do a lot of things that make me angry, not angry, I'm flipping out, but you know, I, I think to learn in life as a creative sometimes, if you, not even if you don't have to say it, don't say it. Cause I, I feel like open honesty is a very good thing. I think. Not every opinion you have has to be said. Like, mm-hmm. not every feeling you have has to be heard kind of thing. So I feel like some of these guys are just kind of ruining their relationships with a lot of people that are going to end up helping them or that could have helped them, actually. Also, guys, I was really happy tonight. A- another bigger person followed me in-, in-, in this space, like a really big person. And I was like, I got so happy earlier. Uh, if-, if I could set something up with this person, oh, my goodness, I'm doing backflips. G Riz is getting. It, it's like I'm putting my seed in a bunch of like fertilizer, and it's dipping into the fertilizer, and it's sprouting out plants. Actually, you know, but you develop roots first. You know, seed turns into roots, and then it turns into the plant itself. Actually, all right. So the last thing I'll ask you before we um, head out is: now that you're a consecrator yourself, now and you've been a fan of consecrators on youtube for a while now i think you understand how much it comes in really doing this don't you yeah yeah that is kind of a getting a subscriber is not easy (laughs) just a subscriber because back back when i had my main youtube channel i was getting like a lot a day actually and that's at a point where I, I, i was just obsessed with youtube just dedicating all my fucking time to that shit and i told people this you know um because i know you would always ask me this too it's like I don't know if anybody would watch that. And the question is, if you have to answer that, it's yes. You're, you're, you're talking about people watching like scuffed, it's like the term is called scuffed production stuff. Yeah, people will watch that. People watch amateur porn. You know that, right? So I was trying to explain to you, it doesn't really, people will naturally like bad stuff, you know? So, you call my stuff bad? No, I'm <laughs> saying people would naturally like bad stuff and will be willing to be with you until you improve, actually, you know? And when you get better, you're going to be like, wow, it really was bad, you know? Like Mr. Beast says, you put out 100 videos, if you're new, them shit's going to be trash for the most part. 
give or take who you is, right? It always varies. When you put more time into it, it's like with anything to get better at it, you just have to keep doing it. You know, yeah. for me, uh, when I realized I wasn't going to get better at certain things, I just stepped away from them. But with something like this, I willingly improved it a lot of things. There was a lot of things I, I learned from doing this. But I always tell people this. There's going to be an audience that will watch you. Just depends on what do you want to get out of it. You know, I just want to have a, I'll say a big fan base. That's crazy. Um, I, I just want to say, I, I, I just want to have a fan base. I don't care what numbers of followers or subscribers. I just want to have a fan base, you know, that like me for me, even if we disagree, that's fine. But you'll be here based off what I'm providing for you, you know, and you'll genuinely want to be here and support it. You know, that's what I want, you know, in the long run, because I got a, I had a huge setback and I had to rebuild, you know, so it's okay. But, you know, I'll always be here, you know, so I don't know how you feel about, about those kind of things, too. Well, okay. So for me, I, I, I feel like I got, I'm, you know, I'm looking at, I'm cracking up at Bronson and Walter right now. These two are so awesome. And that's what I do want to point out. It's like, I you can't know, get rid of these black and white people. They're always sticking to me. I, I love that. I love these guys. I, I do. I love you guys. And, uh, you know, like I said, when I first started my channel, I thought it was, you know, I made that joke on yours when I was on here one time. I said, I don't know why, I don't know what I would do with the channel because it'd just be me sitting there probably staring into the space into the void going i don't know what to talk about guys uh, do you guys like pancakes i mean i would you know oh, uh, yeah, yeah, i had no idea what to do hey but, guys you should know, vote for this because you, you have a you have a community tab now put a put a poll out can we, can we watch her make pancakes <laughs> make pancakes on your head in a minute Hashtag pancakes uh, lives matter but anyway so you know i mean i really you know enjoyed um having you know your viewers come and watch my stuff and you know i i you know they're they're awesome i love how they keep everything lively and i will say you know to uh you know new people people who are just starting out i think one of the best things you can do is actually don't create your channel until you've streamed on other channels and and you know that that was probably the best thing i did yeah that was like the best thing i did was because you know i was able to kind of get to know and cut my teeth on your channel but also you know, I got to talk to these guys in the live chat and, and, you know, they taught me how to, you know, one, they taught me how to have a thick skin because you sure as heck need a thick skin, but they, they get, they helped me form a thicker skin and, you know, be able to, to banter and know what jokes work, what doesn't, and, you know, how to like, you know, get back up when your joke lands flat. So, you know, I got to say, uh, you know, that, that's gotta be one of the, the biggest takeaways. Yes, exactly. You guys keep me honest. Pronson and humble and uh you know you guys do a really good job at deflating my ego too at times <laughs> you know so I, I would say uh but I, i've enjoyed making my own uh stuff and and really the other thing i think is wonderful is having a panel i've had wonderful panelists uh you've been obviously on there as one of my panelists a couple times you know so that really has uh helped me a lot shut up i'll cut you um yeah there you go there's your i'll cut you for the night um you know but that's really helped is being able to have a good panel and um ha making sure that everybody's cohesive and and you know works well with each other so i would say i've been really blessed with that that i've had some pretty cool people on so yeah oh and i even said i think i'm geez, asking this. of course 
James asked me this on this one-on-one show we did. Um, I don't know how you keep finding people. Is I never just settled for people. That's the thing. There was a period point in time when I felt like I had to do that because I thought to myself, I I, I can't get anyone else. You know, I just this is all as good as it's gonna get. But I just didn't like what I was getting out of certain people, and I just wanted new people. Just all it is. I had to put in the work in to get new people, but I felt like I really finally got what I wanted and, you know, creating a lot of different personalities. is always a, is going to be an issue, not with people themselves, but just how that kind of thing naturally goes into, but I wanted to create an environment, not like hostile, but to the point where people, what's the best way of putting it to make, make me sound nice, even though I'm always a very uh, direct person saying this nicely, which is, I don't want to give anyone leeway for being here, you know? Like, if you were here, it's because I wanted you here, and you, like, earned your spot being here. Not because, like, you felt like you could be on here, because it was, like, I, I felt like that person feeling you like I had to have it. them. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, people just kind of left after that, and I was like, all right, cool. Thank God, because I just didn't have it a way, a way of getting rid of them. I was like, fuck. Damn, that sounds kind of terrible. But, you know, I, I think even with personality not like personality clashes some people just don't work together and that's fine you know that's how things work and i just kind of wanted to create a group of people that had fun together could laugh at a lot of stuff and we we we're all under the same similar mind mindset of not having an echo chamber because we still have perfect and i don't like people call us an echo chamber it's so cringe because i can tell people don't watch the stuff we all still disagree on the stuff that we even like Uh, I, i don't get it but you know just never settle for for people if you want to kind of do this kind of thing you know i went through how many groups of people a lot of them you know at a certain point i'll land on something good but you got to work for that try maybe getting guys uh, plus how do you like kind of podcast well i'm people want to see this is kind of harsh i'm better at actually doing pre-recorded videos i'm pretty much good at that point now and i think I'm not someone who could do a podcast long-term. I'm not someone like Ben Shapiro where I could entertain you guys for like 50 minutes for an episode. I'm just not the kind of person, but I could do it if I was around other people to have ideas bounce off. I'm better around other people with podcasts, not by myself. That's why I don't do podcast episodes by myself because I'm not that interesting of a person for that kind of personality. Although other people can. I'm not. I'm, I'd rather just take that time and just make a pre-recorded video that I know I could produce a whole lot better you know, for me, I just, I know my strengths and I'm like, also, oh, this is a big thing a lot of people don't understand too. Knowing your strengths and weaknesses, I knew I wasn't good at doing podcasts by myself. Tried it a few times, like, oh God, this is fucking terrible, you know? So, the rest of myself, I gotta leverage my strength, strength to a weakness. Have podcasts on days where other people can come on and have it routinely weekly then. Now we have a point where, you know, I can have one-on-one conversations with, uh, about podcasts with people, you know? And we can have panels on certain days. So it, it takes time getting to where you want to be. It's not going to be an overnight thing, you know, but I don't know how you feel about that now, even though you've been doing it for like three months, four months, probably. Yeah, I think probably since May, May or June, but it was like partly through May. It was like halfway through May or something. Uh, I just want to say Pronson said, can you do the impossible and convince MSK to come on a game stream? I did have him on a game stream, but he refused to play the game. So technically I did do the impossible, but I I just couldn't get him to do the impossible act. 
play oh, the game. Also, I gotta. Uh, uh, people think I don't want to come on other people's streams. It's not true. I'm just very busy. Like, there's so much stuff that I'm working on right now. People don't that people don't even see yet with like videos and doing a whole bunch of stuff right now that I, I don't have the extra time. You know, and I'm working on like this big video coming up to kind of show people what we're gonna end up doing. Where I'm gonna be talking about all the future plans and everything. I just don't have the time. Honestly, if I had the time, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would come on, you know, but I, in order to make myself. He wants you to play the game and you did come on a game stream, but you didn't want to play the game. So that's what I'm saying. Like, mm. I got you on a game stream. You just refused to play the game. So, like you know, poker, that's, that's as close as you got. No, I didn't I get have poker. poker. You didn't want to you play poker. Again. It didn't work for me. Yeah. Again. I'm not playing poker. I see. Yeah, we had poker. No, no. Send me the link. I'll, I'll play it on. Okay. Send me the link. I want to play poker. I like poker a lot. Okay. Then yeah, That's then I'll send you the poker is uh me and my brother would play that. My family played that as a kid. It was, it was fun playing 21. It was fun as hell. But you know, uh I, I wanna I'm gonna say grow because I know I'm gonna grow. I, I know I, I know how to grow with followers and viewers at this point. It's fucking easy, you know. It's just too easy at this point, you know. I want to get to a point where I'm so solidified that I'll have something to offer a lot of people when I'm coming on, you know? So I'm a smaller creator does get an inherent benefit out of coming on, you know, getting a few more viewers and all that stuff, you know, but I can't get that if I'm expending myself in different places and not utilizing my time. And I thank everyone for coming on. I, I love the people come on, but you know, I got to spend my time wisely and get, get the stuff that I um, need to do done in order to have the aspect of benefiting from it later on down the road. You know, yeah. not that I do, not that I do, do do this for money. I'm talking about from a few, like just a value point of view, you know? Yeah. And I got to say too, I think if you're a smaller content creator and you have viewers, like get in the discords, like don't, don't take your, um, view. And it's just like, you know how you, even you, every once in a while will pop in and, and drop something. But like, I know people who, who won't go in and say anything. And it's like, you know, these are your viewers. Like these are people. And you should be like happy that they want to watch your stuff. So get in there and play with them and be silly with them and you know be be a goofball, you know. Like like mm -hmm. I get in there and I, I act like a dummy, you know, in the Discord mm -hmm. and you know and I play with the guys because they're funny. For you. Shut up, stupid. <laughs> you know, but it's like that's such an important thing is you need to be like not treat people like they owe you their time. You know, you need to earn people's oh, yeah. time put something out that's entertaining to them and then and treat them like, you know, appreciate, especially your first viewers, because it's like those first viewers, those are like, those are like the people who like have had your back through, you yeah, know. Yeah, for me, I, um, I, I treat people at, at a distance, but I'll connect when needed to. Cause you know, there has to be a balance. Obviously you want to kind of create that honeymoon phase when they do see you, you know, I'm a, you know, big believer in that, but no, what you said is, is also, True as well, because I think people that see that always say like, but these people have a lot of people talking to them when they join Discord. It's like people always use like big tubers for everything, and it's a, such a shit metric because it's like top five percent of people on fucking YouTube with like a whole shitload of people. Like, okay, here's an here's an opinion here. So, so while I'm neurotic, while I watch this stuff, I, I like neurotic stuff. If you join a Discord, wouldn't people just naturally want to talk just because he's neurotic? just naturally right a lot of people don't have that kind of way you know right but i mean that's like a, that's like a, a big that. guy you're you're a small guy 
you're a small yeah. person, you have more time you know, to do you that. You know, like, smaller content creators will have, like, a YouTube video, and they have, like, one comment, and they still don't even respond or heart it. I'm like, that's so fucking disrespectful. I, f I find that so disgustingly distasteful. You know? Yeah. I don't really have that much interaction when I post videos. No, that's, that's, that's fine. But when I do get comments, I make sure to, you know, respond and, you know, heart it. At least heart the show. At least I read it. You know? I feel like that person, even if I disagree, willingly took their time out to, you know, comment on that video. You know? Exactly. If you're a smaller yeah, no, person, I... that goes a long way, actually. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just a little, you know, and, and then again, like, you know, bringing up their comments. I know sometimes, you know, when you're, especially in more serious panels, sometimes we can't get to the comments right away. But, you know, at some point, you can stop and kind of go through and, and highlight some of the, you know, or even I use the star, that star feature. I mean, I know that that star feature is usually used for people and they'll use it to like flag when someone donates. Mm -hmm. But to me, I use it to be like, okay, I need to come back to this person or, you know, this person had a good idea and, you know, I want to flag it for another time for other people, you know, to see, uh, you know, I mean, cause yeah, like I said, viewers, you know, these guys are important and, you know, it's, it, to me, it's kind of cool that they, they sit there, like, you know, they always kind of sleep when they sit there sitting there eating their food and listening, you know, I, I, I know you saw oh, a, a great job. The, Thank the you, Bronson. The only, um, Oh, shit. The only thing that I would ever think Facebook is still useful for outside of Messenger is creating a group, honestly. C Facebook still has this great feature where you can just get a fan base there. Now, that requires going on Facebook. But I was to feel this. Hey, if you have one, create an alternate um, account or whatever. I think it's much more easier now than um, it, it used to be back in the day. Because I think um, – it has to be a natural, organic thing most people will end up having to do. A lot of people think they're just owed a lot of people because they're just doing something. You know, like some of the Iron Age stuff that, that I see, people mm -hmm. just be like, oh, I'll just, I should just get a lot of people because, like, where's my people at? It's like, you thought you were going to get a lot of people just for your random idea, you know? Yes, that can happen. But in reality, a lot of times that's not going to be the case. And you'll have to grind for these people. Sorry, that's what people want to hear. You have, you're not going to be nine times out of ten. You're going to be the actual rule rather than the exception. You know, it's just how yeah. it is. I, I I don't understand how people don't think that's that's always been the thing because it's, it's literally how it how that would always work. Uh, imagine like uh, people looking at the people that the guys who created Batman, Bob Kane and Bill Finger, and thinking like that is going to happen for them. Great aspiration, great expectations for yourself. But let's think about the this realistically. You're gonna have to grind for people. Mm -hmm. Just how it yeah. works. People always ask me, "How do you create an audience?" And it's the same answers I've given all the year. You got to put in the work. Some people just never put in the work, though. Some people's work is disgustingly bad, and it's pretty awful for the most part. If I'm being completely honest here, and they just don't understand basic stuff. If you can't even understand basic logic about how most of this works, you need to go back to the drawing board. Not quit. Not quit. I don't think people should be quitting on someone like, like this super easy. Understand your market and where it is going to be valuable for you from. Yes, people are in it for different reasons, but most people, because we're humans, we want people to li listen to us when we do things. You know, it's just a natural thing. Do you think you just owe that person's time? No, you got to work for that time. Sometimes it works out some days. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't think I've ever seen you put out a pre-recorded video ever. 
No, I actually. can't. I just can't figure it out. Cause I would have to have a, I almost thought about doing it with Rosales when we were doing the, um, the. Why don't you do it with Jaden? You guys could review Barbie. No, no. He already told me not to watch his Barbie review. And, uh, oh, just want to say, oh, thank you, Walter. You see, you are like a Sour Patch kid. You're sweet and sour. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I have not done a pre-recorded. I just figure, you know, I kind of like the live streams, letting people kind of come in and, and, you know, cause sometimes the live chat actually brings really interesting points and perspectives and I want them to be able to participate. And it's just, you know, that's the format I learned on, you know, through your channels. I learned on, on this through a live streaming. So I really wouldn't know what to do with a pre-recorded. Um, Clip them out you of know. your streams and just upload them. That's what I would do. I don't know. I, I just, it just seems well, you like you really have topics technically. No, I like, I like to kind of go with the theme. I like doing themes. So my yeah. thing is to do like themes, except for like I said, the I've results. Seen people grow that way too. I've seen people grow that way. It takes a long time, but it can happen. Honestly. Yeah. But it, you know, sometimes I've noticed that the conversations get more interesting. And like I was saying with Rosales, it's a little different when we do our deja vu one, because we actually do pick episodes of shows to review. And then we take the cautionary tale and apply it to today. So that's a little bit, Different. That's why I almost thought of doing that one as pre-recorded, but I actually kind of like doing it live stream because people have brought really interesting views to the uh, live chat. But you know, that's oh, it's for the other streamers. That's the other thing. Like I said, well, beyond other people's streams, because like you know, networking is such a wonderful thing. I mean, oh yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, networking is very huge. Actually, and, and a, you lot, know, a lot of people helping people. Like you know, you're helping the other people. That. A lot of people don't understand that, which is oh, it's crazy. People don't see this as a lot of people see bigger people and just assume they, they just kind of threw out a video or whatever and hit it big. No, what you're seeing is the end result of day in and day out of grinding really hard. Hours and hours and hours of hard work, you know, to build up connections, viewer base, people that will just naturally, because they, because you're so big and you've built this up for so long, like all your stuff, interact with you, you know? You'll inspire other people to do this based off how good you've done it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, and you know, like because I was saying like with Rosales, I mean, shoot, he does all my um, I I because I can't put together those little those little what is it your intro? I cannot do the intro to save my life. So I mean, Rosales has done those. He's been very kind in doing those, and it's you know, and he's given that to me, and you know, I try to make sure that I can come on his Sunday shows and you know, try to be there for him. So that, that is like, you know, it's, it's networking and it's being friends with these people, you know, treating them like you would want to be treated and, and being kind towards them because, you know, it's like, we should all try to, we're all little, you know, I mean, we, we may be, what is it small, but we're, but we are mighty, like all together, you know, we may be a bunch of little content creators, but together we've actually kind of, you know, have a pretty good group oh, going on. Another thing I'll men mention is people who go like, well, you know, you shouldn't, you should step out of your whatever, get out of your circle because it's beneficial Two, I think two things can, can be true with the statement. Yes. It is beneficial to step out of your circle, to interact with different people. Like you said, you know, but don't feel like you have to do that. You know, never feel like you have to do something in general until you're ready. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I, I think if you're someone, not so you can't have a conversation, but if you're someone who likes what you're doing, you don't have to feel the need to go out and search out other conversations, you know? That's, you know, just an, another angle. I'm not saying I disagree, but, you know, there's another angle to handle it there. God, what other angles are there? Well, I mean, the um, other one is, I mean, look at, I mean, 
like you said, you know, when you branch out. So I mean, me, I brought the biotrans community into the fold on this whole thing, you know, but it's like, that was my niche was the biotrans community. You know, I, like that is actually something that I think that's the other thing is don't be afraid to ask someone to be on your, your panel. Never be afraid. Cause like, you know, I, I was really nervous asking, you know, you have to, you know, yeah, a couple of times you'll get shot down and everything, but you know, then, then there'll be times where, you know, you get, people to accept and you'll get big people to accept and you don't have like a really big parody account coming on in October. So, you know, it's like, don't be afraid to, to reach out to, you know, anybody. I mean, and, and, you know, it's okay to get shot down. Shoot. Jean is like on my lady stream and she's like one of the biggest, uh, creators I've ever had on. And I was really like nerve wracking, biting my nails and almost embarrassed to ask her because I was like, Oh, I'm such a little, channel like i'm embarrassed to ask this bigger channel you know to come on and not because she was a bigger channel that i want to ask her but because i loved all her stances and her fucking cloud chasing no you're that was you because you chased her cloud after she uh followed me back but anyways what really happened is i taught you the game i taught you the riz and you use it on another person that's what happened no because (laughs) i followed her i like i was liking all her stuff and we started talking and then she ended up liking what i was saying and so she followed me Mm -hmm. and that's how we became buddies and then but even as we were buddies i was afraid to ask her and embarrassed because i was like thinking oh i'm just like this small little channel but i'm glad i did because she's like been very very wonderful and very insightful on a lot of like you know the comics and everything i mean shoot she knows so much about comics and and gaming and everything it's, mm-hmm. it's like incredible wealth of knowledge well eventually um, i'll have her on you know like i risk all the ladies her. eventually <laughs> eventually you'll I wonder work how she feels about uh, I, I just wonder how she feels about how miss marvel was killed and then two weeks later marvel just brought her back i shit you not this is what an actual company in what marvel did this is how stupid they are at certain things they announced they're killing off miss marvel and two weeks later she got an issue number one why did they say that the reason was behind it? Like, because basically they had to fix. I, I think because like it was like they were going a different route in the MCU, so they had to kill off the comic book character so they so could reboot her. <laughs> Vader, you're both cloud chasers. That's crazy. That's crazy. That they don't even do that with the regular. They when did they start adopting that? Oh, we're gonna make the characters match their fucking counterparts in the TV. They never did that, and we're just gonna randomly do it just for her. Oh my fucking god, L. <laughs> L, fuck off. I'm good. That, that should have been a thing ages ago, causing consistency. Because remember, you asked me, like, I don't really know what to start with books. What do I do? The best way I explain it with people, you start off runs. So, you know, for if you, you like Daredevil, well, yeah. you'd be like, okay, I like Daredevil. Where do you start? Then I would respond with, uh, type up. That's the best way of saying this. So, Look at it from a point of view of their best runs, right? So I would say type up, insert characters, best runs. And you'll get a ton of search. You'll get a ton of articles telling you the best runs. Go through the articles. There's going to be be some media show ones. Believe me, guys. I get it. But at least it'll give you a jump start on which stories to read from the character. Because with superheroes, when it comes to a lot of these guys... Um, it's so convoluted with their backstories and how they initially started. And if people don't understand, even if you get trade paperbacks for their oldest issues, those trade paperbacks are worth a lot of money. You know, the oldest, the most worthwhile trade paperbacks 
are the ones that have the older comic books attached to them. And they're obviously, well, that, that would inherently cause a lot of money to be attached to those things, you know? So that's what I would do. Type your favorite characters, best stories into Google or whatever search bar you use. Even if you use Apple, that's fine too. See what they're saying is their best stories. Search out those best stories. See how much you want to spend. And that's where you would go because you can't really start from scratch. Also, analyze if you're doing it pre a reboot. Are you doing specific versions from a specific time period, like 80s, 90s, mid 2000s, uh, sorry, early 2000s, mid 2000s, late 2000s? Now you have the modern period for certain characters. So let let's try this out. I know I know I don't know too much about Daredevil though. Uh, he's, he, he to me felt like just a fucking blind version of Batman. But if I went and typed Daredevil comic books, uh, Daredevil comics best. Did I put uh? Okay, hold on. Best Daredevil comics. That's what you would get. And also make sure it's comic books because they'll give you TV recommendations, honestly. Then, when you guys actually read this shit, you're going to be like, damn, these fucking media stinks. Yeah. Gee, I wonder. And, you know, yes, you're going to have to go to the media because that's just kind of all we got. But, you know, all says, the media does some things very well. You know? Not everything they do is shit completely. 90% of it is complete shit you know so you just type in this is screen rant where they're they're pretty interesting they're one of the websites of all time 14 best durable comics for new fans to start with i even sometimes do this too you know i'm not special obviously because unless i don't know you have to go on sometimes saying i don't know you know uh you have the man without fear by frank miller i've heard about I heard, i've heard this one this is where i heard i've heard of that story before uh first appearance of bullseye i think that's the one. Uh, you have Roulette by Frank Miller. I mean, Frank Miller's just amazing, obviously. Born Again by Frank Miller. Oh, damn. Most of the best stories are by Frank Miller. Fucking crazy. Last Rites. You know? Guardian Devil. Yellow by Jeff Loeb. A Touch of Typhoid. Just things like this will help you a long way. But with anime, it's much easier because, obviously, you know, you can just do volume one of any manga or episode one of any anime and then that'll just easily do it for you that's the best way of navigating this obviously you know there's daredevil by brian michael bendis there's a lot of stuff here by mark wade and ugh. interesting character so like not a character i'm interested in at all but you know other people are then there you go so you can easily start into this stuff actually you know but mm -hmm. it depends what are you reading 80s 90s 2000s you know, this depends. I'd rather read anything before this modern trash we get, but you know, that's just me, actually. Um, what else is there? Uh, I don't know who else you like besides Daredevil, because you like the Ben Affleck movie, didn't you? Oh god, I did. Fucking ass. You that leave. You leave. You leave. That shit is uh, disgusting. Michael. No, Michael Clark Duncan was an awesome kingpin. So shut up. He was black. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It was great. He was. He's still good. Black. He was black. You don't see a problem with someone being black? No. No. That could have went so far so bad. I know. Um, but as we uh wrap this up, uh, we had a great show tonight. 
Uh, can't wait to and and obviously if you guys watch this time, I'm not streaming league tonight. I, I need to get get some rest before I go to bed. Yeah, especially because you don't want to relapse with your sickness. Your oh no, I'm feeling better today, but I was blowing my nose so hard I started having nosebleeds. Actually, Chris was wiping the blood off my nose going to the ATM. Guy was looking at me like this guy's getting into a fight. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap! So as I say to end up these shows. Any shout-outs you want to give to anyone in particular and anything else you want to say before we head out? Any shout-outs? Oh, geez. Uh, let me see. Uh, one to Jada. Let me give one for Jada. Yeah, he's going to do Thank like you. a new Barbie video, so go check him out. Um, you know, my he's going to do an angry rant on Barbie. Uh, Thank you. Cole. Cole's always on a fight. He probably thought he snorted a whole bunch of cocaine. And then uh, <laughs> Rosales. Go check out Rosales's, um, you know, uh, Gene, I mean, I think I pretty much covered a lot of people. Um, you know, I try to always put everybody's uh, link in my descriptions on my videos. So if, uh, ever, if I forget someone, I always try to have their link in the description of the video if you catch them on it. Uh, yes, Invader, he did. And he said it was awful. And he said it was the worst movie ever. And um, he also went on a really, really interesting tirade on the Barbie movie and how much he hates it. So, yeah. So, he's going to make a video on that one. Uh, or Blue Beetle. He might be doing Blue Beetle first. I don't know. He's doing Blue Beetle or Barbie first. Um. But yes, I'll give out that. And then I will say tomorrow we're doing a conspiracy stream at 4 p.m. Pacific. And then Sunday we will have Bex Electronica on as well as our other uh, lovely ladies for the ladies stream. That's usually at 11.30 a.m. PST. And then uh, results and I will be doing our Tuesday show, I think, around 5.30 p.m uh we'll be doing our short you know where we go over the movies then i'll be on msk sh show time wrapping that up in time for msk show and then october 1st and mm -hmm. this is a big one october 1st will be the biotrans stream so guys get in your questions to dr shark any questions you guys have for dr shark get them to me because i need to get them to her him they i can't remember which pronouns we go by for dr shark but i gotta get th them their pro i gotta get them their questions ahead of time uh so, mm -hmm. so yeah so um do that and then there's jack jack is my co-host so whenever you see jack on jack actually has co-hosting abilities on my streams so yeah so we always like to have jack on um and he's our resident he's our resident brit and he's also our co-host um and he is uh especially on the conspiracy streams and so hopefully we might even do some game streams tomorrow not sure and then shoot i was gonna say something else oh yeah thank you for having me on yeah i was checking out our uh um know i'm i uh go through pot up podcast for spotify which is anchor so basically anchor got bought by spotify and now they're um what are they called anchor for let me get the actual term i, I would say um if you can back up your podcast on anchor it's free completely free uploading putting it on multiple platforms too yeah it's anchor spotify for podcasters oh and, and uh, real quick to ponson mm -hmm. You can ask Dr. Shar anything related to gender surgeries or gender ideology. They she they she said that they do all gender related things. So you can ask them any kind of yeah, good. You can ask them any kind of related questions about oh, anything. That's, so that's get cool. off. That stream's get crazy. going left, man. Going oh, it's going to be left. awesome. That stream's someone already had a question and they asked if it was gender affirming that the fat covered their Adam's apple. So that is going to be a really fun stream. Uh, Dr. Shar is like. The best parody accounts that I've seen in a long time. So yes, go ahead and, and check out Dr. Shart and, and mm -hmm. give me those questions or date yep. questions. I, one of those we had were some date questions. So yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and I wanted to tell people, um, I'm going to be putting out, so I have just finished, I should announce, I should probably announce this tonight or tomorrow, whatever, I'll do it right now, but I'll re-announce it tomorrow, for anyone who's here, they get the early-ish update on what I'm working on, I've been cooking on a lot of stuff, as everyone uh, has seen, and I finished uploading all of the Nightwing podcast episodes to uh, all the podcasting platforms that we were on, actually. So I, when I initially lost the YouTube channel, I thought to myself, oh, I'll just create another account and I'll just do it all over. But I thought to myself, you know what? That's just not going to be really beneficial for my time. So what I thought to myself is I'll tell the viewers on the last Nightwing podcast episode in the description box below, I'll type out what happened, you know, uh, cohesive and concisely and explain to them what's going to be the situation. So the situation now is I'm going to be uploading all of the Cloud9 podcast to the podcasting platforms. That way that show is saved and backed up. You know, that way I don't lose that show. That's eight seasons. We're about to hit 200 episodes on that very, very soon. And I'm going to also upload the Iron Man podcast here too. Because as everyone knows, uh, when my main channel went down, the only podcast I could salvage was the Nightwing podcast. And, you know, I should have just put them all out on here, which is what I should have did, but I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm putting out the Cloud9 podcast on here. Then when it hits the end of season eight, because we're hitting the end of season eight very soon, we're going to be on episode 21 coming up this Sunday. So I'm going to upload all the seasons up to episode eight. Okay. Then, before I do season nine of the Cloud9 podcast, I'm going to upload all the episodes of the Iron Man podcast. And then when I finish all the current episodes, then I, I can start freshly on them both at the same time. That makes sense to everyone, you know? So that means that, you know, for anyone that watches on the podcasting uh, platforms, you will end up getting two podcasts where it's all backed up, you know, and I've saved everything. You know, and I'm also going to end up uploading the, the Cloud9 podcast all to Rumble as well. The way we want to be double safe, you know. Also, if you don't watch on YouTube or Twitch, you'll have the podcast here, actually. You know, I made a mistake in losing a uh, few of the biggest podcasts that I had, and that's not going to happen again. Obviously, we have, we have this one, which covers all the entertainment industry and any other thing that I want to do, as well as uh, one that covers competitive League of Legends, actually. You know, so that is... An early update, and obviously tomorrow for our main show, I'll be saying this stuff as well, actually. But if you are someone that missed out on the final episodes of the Nightwing podcast, you can go and check them out on the podcasting platforms. I'm going to be refixing up my link tree, which is something I'm going to be doing very, very soon. Probably end up doing that tomorrow, actually. So I'll have that available for you guys. And the analytics were crazy. I know I've got to build up my analytics again. I know that I got fucking disgustingly bad um recently but our analytics are crazy our audience uh audible spotify pandora amazon music were our biggest things what is web browser considered for like watching a podcast like people just is looking it... you know i think it's like when people watch you like maybe on x and it just like you know they watch you through that little thing playing maybe i would yeah. assume because people keep saying i I don't, I don't know what that specifically means when, people when look you up on like Google. It has to be because whenever it says web browser, I don't know what that means. Actually, 
So like, is that people just looking me up? Are, are, are we coming up in search bars? You know? Yeah. Like, I, I would... it, that has to be, right? Because yeah. what else would that mean? I mean, that that's good. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that, obviously. Uh, watching on Spotify website instead of an app. Is that what it means? That's a good, that could be it. That's actually te kind of a te good... Te technically, when you consider a web browser, you you you, go, I'm saying, you you don't have to be watching directly from the site to watch something now. You could be watching from another site on a web browser. I, I, I just would like some clarification on what that really means. Uh, but our biggest was Audible. We were, hu we were huge over there. Spotify, web browser, Pandora. That's so fucking going. And Amazon Music, actually. Uh, for people that ask, like, women or men watching? Okay, so 14.3% were non-specified. They're between the 18 to 22 range. Obviously, we're going to know that's mostly Gen Z. Come on, let's be honest here. That's pretty Gen Z right there. Male, 28.6% male which accounts for, if it's the lowest percentage ranking, uh, that would probably be around, God, that would account for like the 20, oh, that would have to be like the 27 through 23 year olds, have to be, because our biggest audience is women, with apparently 57.1% of females that watch us. Huh. That's, That's interesting. crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, there's, there's women that want to hear me based as fuck talk about, you know, being a top G. So, you know, it's cool to have that. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That That's probably what, yeah, you're right. It's probably via a web browser of someone like clicking on something and watching it via a web browser rather than the actual thing. I, I, I just find that very weird. But no, I was telling her to just back, take, take time out of your day to back all your stuff up. You, you keep talking about potentially you might get banned one day. I don't think you would ever get banned. You're too tame for that. But um, back your stuff up on Rumble or um, any of the podcasting platforms. You can just do Anchor or Spotify if you want to. You know, that's it. Mm -hmm. Just make sure you have them there. That way, if anything happens, you know you didn't lose your stuff, actually. You know, if you had everything on Rumble, you could at least take off from that point of view of like, okay, I don't have to start from episode one again, you know? Right. Just, yeah, I know. Exactly. Just think about it and take a time out. And if you need help with it, it's, it's so easy. It's like two clicks. Get things well, usually done. I just download it onto my computer. Like, yeah, like I download it from. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. But in, in the meantime, when you're uploading all that stuff, though, you could be uploading it to these platforms and getting an audience that way, too. Organically, naturally that way. You know? It's true. Yeah. So in the meantime, you don't, you don't, you're not even dedicating full time to this stuff. You're just putting out the stuff you're already doing. You know, and the Nightwing podcast, everyone ended out at 268 episodes. And like I said before, the goal of the Iron Man podcast is to hit 500 episodes, 500, 500. And the Clonet podcast will eventually hit the number that I had already initially designed for it, which is 200 episodes. So, you know, we're on our way to getting there. But I already renamed my name on Anchor and all that stuff. Luckily, I had a Google podcast before they you know needed me off youtube so everything's all, all all good you know so i worked on getting that all done and i gotta work on my link tree and then i gotta um what's that thing i gotta get the cloud nine podcast episodes downloaded first uploading all those and then i'll do the iron man podcast but you know glad to have you guys here so if you wanted to watch on the podcasting platforms then you obviously have this stuff so yeah 
Anything else you want to say before we uh, close out, actually? Or is that I it? Think, I think that's it. Yeah, I think we did good. Who's this we? Me. Oh, you're right. I did good. I did great. I'm going to pat myself on the oh, back yeah. right now. Cloud chasing at its <laughs> finest. Am I right, boys? <laughs> I taught this lady well. God, she took all my game and peeped in on women. Yeah, no, it is. I did, I did jack all your women, especially now that just, I jacked Vex. Now I really have jacked all your women. Just let's be honest here, you know? Let's be honest. <laughs> I think you'd be a lesbian in a, in a different time period. That's just me. If I didn't yeah. love uh, Jaded Alter- so much. In alternate universe, you're a lesbian. It doesn't. Okay. I feel like you would just put your tongue down women's throats. That's just me. Well, yeah, because you probably are a sick pervert fantasizing about that weird stuff. This was <laughs> fun. Oh, Mater. Glad you had fun. Yeah, I'm glad you had fun. And I told people, like, you know how the some of the indie guys out there think that everything they're, they're, they're going to do is going to attract an audience? Not every show we do like this is going to attract people, you know? Some shows get like just two people watching. Some just have one watching. That's fine. You know? That's completely okay. Actually. Yeah. Is it where I want to be? Not realistically, but got to build it up over time. You know? More connections, more, a lot of things. People understand. I know what I'm doing. You know, I'm not, I'm trying to like a dick to people, but don't worry. It might not look like I know what I'm doing, but don't worry. Have it all. I got it all up here. You know? But we'll see you guys later. Have a great night, everybody. Have a great weekend.